Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are super stoked to have a very special guest today. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Okay, so before we start talking about sports, because we have to, fucking stupid Oilers, um, we have a guest. And we have uh, Jean Shorts from Twitter. Hello. His real name is Kyle, in oh. case you didn't know. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm just not going to fuck it up when I, I'm like, Ginger, Kyle, who are no. you? It's not going to happen. It's fine. I've never tried that hard to hide. So. <laughs> um, so we thought we'd try this like guest format thing, see how it works. Um, and then we'll... Am I the first guest? You are oh, the first guest. Oh, wow. No you way. Very oh, special. Well, even more pressure now. So don't screw it up. <laughs> That's pretty much how this goes. So yeah, yeah No promises. We're going to see how this goes. We got, some, uh, we got some stuff coming up later that'll be fun. But we're going to talk about uh, some hockey stuff first, because, you know... It's a thing that happens, I guess. It's funny on the There's no off-season in Edmonton. no off-season exactly. in Edmonton. It doesn't fucking stop. Like, we <laughs> talked about this last week, how when did the Stanley Cup final end? And we were like, oh my god, it was only eight days ago. <laughs> and then, was it really? Well, I guess from now. Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago two now. Weeks it was only still, two weeks ago. only two weeks ago. Fuck. I know. I mean, it feels so many things have happened. It feels like it's been months. Ugh. And then it feels like the regular season is never going to come. Well, isn't the rookie camp in like two weeks or yep. something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's no. insane. And, like, I think I was reading that Vegas has their, like, rookie camp starting on the 26th, which is tomorrow, maybe? Oh, is that tomorrow? Yeah. That does make sense for them to have it earlier, though. But they still. shit to fill in. Like, it's just all of a sudden, playoffs over, boom, we're just going. So, um, I don't know. NHL awards? Are we happy about those? Did you watch them, Kyle? Yeah, for the first time in, like, 15 years, maybe. So, did you watch them because of the expansion draft or because of Joe Manchinello? Because I know I watched well, them. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, <laughs> sprinkle a little Connor in there. Like, Con- <laughs> Connor was the, the main reason. Like, I didn't give a shit about the expansion draft, to be honest. Like, they released basically all the names, like, the day before, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one good was taken, to which no surprise. There was no big trade surprises at all, so. No. It's no. like, all right, let's just get through this. Which is really surprising. They're going to take Pugliot or Reinhardt. That was the only thing I was really paying attention to. And yeah. It's too bad they couldn't have done both. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's still time. But, <laughs> yes, but we all know how that's going to go. It'll be one for one, but like a one for one for like a prospect who will never make the NHL. <sighs> Maybe he'll trade Pugliot away for Griffin Reinhardt again. <laughs> Maybe that's Stranger things happened. have happened. Stranger things have happened. Oh, they have. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was interesting with the expansion draft that like... There wasn't anything big happening because George McPhee held all of the cards. Like, he could have done a whole bunch of stuff, but then he had that comment about, like, oh, we're all, we're all buddies or whatever. And I was just like, oh, That's dude. Just, like, encapsulated what's wrong with the modern NHL. It's like, we didn't want to step on anyone's toes. We didn't want to, like, you know, ruffle yeah. any feathers. And then someone was like, if I had just paid $500 million for an NHL franchise and this is what my GM is saying, I would have fired him on the spot. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're going to be competitive. We're not here to be like, oh, sorry, I don't want to hurt Peter Shelley's feelings. That's why, like, it's a fucking sport. It's a business. Like, you should be cutthroat. Yes. Aren't these but guys like, businessmen? But at the same time, like, they make money regardless, because even when the franchises lose money, the NHL's like, oh, it's okay, we'll prop you up forever. And when do you ever see a GM get fired, too? So they don't give a shit. They're like, oh, let's do the safest moves possible, because oh, we're not, wait, our, wait, jo- our I, jobs are never on the hot seat I ever. know when a GM got fired. I know one. Well, two years ago? In Boston? Well, <laughs> <laughs> around the same time that a guy down to fire too, just coincidentally. Oh, what? That's crazy. <laughs> so it never happens except uh, when it involves the others, apparently. Because um, didn't Kevin Lowe get fired? Did Tambellini get fired? I don't remember how those things were. I think Kevin Lowe failed upwards. I yeah, he got promoted. <laughs> and then Tambellini did he get fired and he failed upwards too. No, he was, he was fired. Yeah, okay. He was, he was straight fired. 
But yeah, so uh, like I do remember GMs getting fired. Yeah, because I guess Mac T wasn't fired either because he also was just promoted to yeah. like vice chair, semi vice chair, don't ever president talk. of OEG or whatever. <laughs> I saw him rolling down Jasper Ava last week. He was looking pretty calm, cool, and collected. If I if I must say. <laughs> Is that because he doesn't have to take the brunt of all the criticism I'd for the shitty so. things that are happening? I'd imagine so. What does he even do? What is his job? Like, what is Wayne's job? <laughs> Wayne's job is uh, Daryl Cage's best friend. I'm pretty sure that's the official title. <laughs> okay. He's like an ambassador, which is so like a, wait, 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 which is a fine spot for him. I'm not sure they have him do that than actually have anything to do with the hockey Actual operations time. side. Yeah. Fair. Fair. But like, what you're saying is that Wayne is being paid to be Cage's best friend. Yeah. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> so Daryl Cates. It's a little bit different than the, like, the movie role, but it's, you know. So Daryl Cates has no friends and needs to pay people. Well, I'm not saying that. Friends. Don't quote me on that. That's one. what I'm, I'm saying. saying. I will go on the record. I'm just saying, saying if I had a billion dollars, I'd also be like, hey, you want to come hang out with me every day, Wayne? Please. Here's a <laughs> check. I just okay. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah. I don't want to say anything bad. No, no, because I've said some things about Wayne Gretzky being part of the others since this all happened and people have gotten really mad. At me. I mean, I love it. Like, I love having him around. Like, it's great. And it's one of those just you know. Just, Silly things that shouldn't matter, but I'm sure it does, like free agents and stuff. Like, oh, I get to meet Wayne Gretzky, and he's the one yeah, giving me a phone call. And you're like, hey, you want to come play the game? But you have to think that, like, Mess would be the one phoning the guys after those commercials. <laughs> no, he's, he goes in there as a last resort. He's the muscle being like, hey, I, I heard you her. didn't want to sign with the Oilers. You want to rethink that or what? Are you tapping on my window right now? <laughs> Someone's like out in their cabin, like yeah. for the summer or whatever, like just out in the woods, and all of a sudden, this is no, like, it's more like, is this call coming from inside? Yeah. That house? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know if either of you watched The Bachelorette, no. but the last season, there was like Chad who like came back, but he was like, he was just the worst, and he was like a great villain. And wrestling, he'd have been the perfect heel. So he comes back. After he's like eliminated on this two on one date, and he's like rubbing his fingers like down the glass of the house, it was amazing. <laughs> That's what I envisioned Messier would be doing. That is terrifying. <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ. Um, how do you feel about Vegas just in general? Like having a franchise, is this a good thing that there's like a little bit of new things happening in the league? I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's like it's kind of cool that they're still trying to grow the game but like another southern team in a non-traditional market after so many have done so well over the last 20 years in the NHL <laughs> like and I I'm still torn like uh, one part of me is like they should be okay just because it's like a you know just a, another like fun tourist attraction in Vegas that people who maybe don't necessarily go to see hockey games ever are like oh we can go check that out and you have to assume that they're going to be giving away tickets with like hotel stays and yeah. packages yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so I think in that regard it could help grow the game but yeah I'm just always hesitant when it's like a super warm climate yeah. jamming hockey in the middle there in the desert and just seeing what happens I so. think I yeah. think when they host an outdoor game in Vegas that will be the, the, the day that the NHL just jumps the shark they did one in 93 at Caesars Palace with the Leafs oh, and the, that's the right. Leafs and the Kings it was like 93 or 94 Holy somewhere around there I do yeah. remember that Oh my God. See, this is why we need you. Right? Um, we don't I do have remember that. I'm a full of useless but, information. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just, I mean, whatever, it'll be fine. But I, w- I was listening to, I think it was on Puck Soup they were talking about it, about where the Vegas arena is located. And it's, like, on the strip or just off the strip. Um, and, like, people who live in Vegas aren't going to go to the strip to watch hockey games. Oh, of course. Like, or park- just watch hockey games. Yeah, general, like, parking right? is a shit show. Like, there's all those reasons. And so it is really a thing that's built for tourists. Well, it was like, such an NHL thing, too. Where, like, like, literally, like, a week after they finalized getting a team, here comes the NFL right in here with the fucking Vegas yeah. Raiders or whatever. Which, like, that makes sense in uh, Vegas. Well, like, of course. They football, only have eight home games. It's yeah. a great outdoor sport. And football, football works no matter where you are yeah. in the States, so... 
Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in the tundra or whatever. Like, people will watch a football game. But hockey, I think, is a really hard sell. Mm -hmm. um, and so the fact that McPhee has, like, maybe not made them uber competitive when he had the opportunity to do so is they're, a little They're shocking. trash. I can't believe that there are still people right now being like... They, they have a shot at being competitive. Like, no, no they don't. They Not don't. even. I mean, we're still, you know. Will they we be? should preface everything that we're still like a week before free yes. agency. So especially when we start bitching about the Oilers, <laughs> anything could happen. But I can't. Fingers like, crossed. Yeah, <laughs> I literally can't envision a scenario in which Vegas is anywhere outside of the bottom five in the league. Will the they be better than last year's Colorado Avalanche? Could, with the with the lineup they have right now, could they be better? Oh my god! I mean, they points. Would, could I, they be better? I literally can't fathom a team doing worse. <laughs> Considering but. that they'd have to play the Avalanche at least three times, and they'll play the Coyotes like five times. And they will play CS like three times. Yeah, okay. but but just those eight games, yeah. right? Like, are at this point with Vegas <laughs> lineup right like now, eight wins? are like a 50-50 chance of Vegas <laughs> winning all of them. At this point. I mean, Arizona's got nothing. They, it's not the they, worst they're, Hey, man, John Jacobs had a good summer so far. I, and I just I just saw a thing where they're looking at, uh, they're kicking the tires on Todd Nelson to become their new coach. So. Oh, that could be good. Oh, ha good for happy Todd. for Uncle Todd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, although he's a good coach and the Coyotes are getting better this summer, which yeah. is bad for us as a whole because yeah. they're in the division. So. Yeah. yeah. But now the Mike Smith, the other killer, is not there anymore. He's now he's in Calgary. Now he's in Calgary. Fuck. Yeah. Oh god, um, that's a trade that I enjoyed for about two days. Yeah, oh, it was great, and then they <laughs> they got they once again for like the second time in three years got the defenseman that we wanted. So oh perfect, so perfect. I yeah. Anyway, I don't even know what to say about that. But hey, well, since you mentioned defenseman, <laughs> let's talk. Jesus, well, Chris Russell. Who? What? <laughs> Not um, familiar. The most famous number four for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh my since god, Kevin I hate Lowe. you, Megan. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm just getting it out right now, so when people listen to it, they can't say anything. I get just I gotta get out in front of it. Um, <laughs> she's really angry. <laughs> she might cry. She's so rude. <laughs> um, Though I will say that one faction of the Oiler Twitterverse has me being like, get over it. Like that part of being like, he's he's really great. And it's like, okay, fine, fine. He's the best defense we've ever had. Just shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you feel about the extension? It's horrible. Like what? Like it's <laughs> it's too much money and too much term. Like if they, I was. So if you were the boss, what would you have done? What would you, what would you have said to Chris Russell? This is the only thing we're offering you. There's no negotiation. Oh, I would have done this the same deal as he had uh, this past year, like a one year. Like what was he making? Like two point five or something like that. That's, yeah. that's as much as I would have done. I, maybe two if you had to like twist my arm because yeah, Sekiro's hurt, so they had a little bit of leverage there. But yeah. like. Four by four, like no matter like what you think about Chris Russell, like he has, he's not worth it. That's a no. massive overpay. Even like, if you no. do think he's like a legitimate number four defenseman, well, and he's especially not, when you look at like the season Adam he had Larson. last year did not no. connote getting a fucking raise this year. No, but you look at like Larson and Oscar Clefbaum, and they're making four million dollars, mm. and they're actually good, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> right? And like, so, Larson's making probably, like, the right amount of money. Clefbaum's a steal. Uh, well, yeah. for right now, yeah. And for he's right a steal now. for a lot of years, mm -hmm. too. Because that deal was, like, till what, 2021 or whatever? Yeah. Um, but then we got this... So this is the thing. We did some... I did some math um, the other night, and we were talking about what's going to happen now with... Now we have this Chris Russell deal. Because um, he got all this money tied up in guys with no-move clauses. Uh, including Chris Russell. I keep forgetting apparently. about that. Jesus I keep forgetting Christ. that they gave him a modified no, no move. move two years. Two? And then two years limited no trade or something. I don't know. Whatever. Jesus it doesn't matter. Christ. But they've, okay, so they got their money tied up in Lucic. They got their money tied up in Sekera. Which, fine, I don't... What the Lucic thing? Oh, fuck, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, you had to do it. You had to fill that hole that Pat Maroon was already filling perfectly for, <laughs> for a, a, million a and fraction half of the price. <laughs> had to make that move. Anyways, the price you have to pay, Kyle. That's how it works. Um, but you have... So you have 
Lucic at six, and you have Sakura, I think, at five and a half, and you have Russell now at fucking four million dollars. Um, you have Connor, who's probably make. Oh, he's getting fourteen. He's getting league man. Yeah. 100%. So, if we start looking at what that's going to mean, um, they're going to have like forty million dollars set up in like six guys. Mm-hmm. Which is fine if they're good guys. Like that's you know Pittsburgh. Sure. I'm assuming has a similar amount tied up in you know in uh, yeah. Crosby and Malkin and yeah. Kessel and Latang. And that's so unfortunately fun. the Oilers have half theirs tied up in Lucic and fucking Chris Russell. So. Oh, and let's not forget Benoit Pouliot, four million dollars. Yeah, he's already he's off the books next year though. I, uh, uh, that's the least of my worries. Well, the, he the, always has the least of my worries. And the problem with that with that too is, of course, dress had his contracts up, and mm-hmm. they gotta they have to pay him some money. And like no one does does bridge deals anymore, so they're gonna he's gonna get paid, and that's good. Like good for him. Do you think it's likely that there actually will be an offer sheet for Dry, and he'll oh, fuck, fuck out, no. take it? No, no one will because everyone no. loves each other. And well, when was the last time that someone did an offer sheet? Wasn't it like Kevin Lowe in like two thousand nine? Dustin Penner, like oh no, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. well, I mean, so unless Brian Burke, I mean, yeah, if anyone's going to do it, it'd be Brian it, Burke. And he does hold grudges, yeah, so does. I kind of hope there is. No, because I, I think we've just, what we've seen with the way that people overvalue draft picks, like, there's no way they're going to, someone's going to offer him that much. We're going to have to give up, like, whatever, like, four first-round picks plus however many second-round picks. Like, I just don't see a, a universe. And we were just talking about how shitty and, and soft GMs are just sitting on yeah. their hands, like... I, I just don't see a scenario where someone does it. I, I would, and I would want my team to do it if I was another team, but I, I don't see it happening. No, and they just, they're, it's like they're gun shy. It's so different than other sports. Like, And, I mean, as good of a season as he had last year, he's still somewhat of an unknown commodity. Like, it's so funny how everyone's like, everyone thought that he wouldn't be able to do anything without Taylor Hall, and look what he did. It's like, yeah, because he played all year with fucking Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Maroon had, like, in the season of his life he playing with Connor McDavid. Oh, and we're like, no, dry style, Malkin, there you go. It's like, yeah. man, maybe we should wait till he plays on his own line and well, he can still put up sort of it. Like, I, I Which I think he can. I think he will, but I think still I think his plateau is going to be somewhere in the middle of what he did in, in that year, in, like, 15-16 and this year. 16, if, he's, if he's, like, driving line on his own, his plateau will be somewhere in the middle. 65-70 points. Yeah, and that's totally respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very nice. That's fantastic, but, like, that's not worth $8 million. No, no, Which, yeah, I, right? I am worried about them going a little too fucking crazy on them. Yeah, right? but it's okay because they can just trade Nuge. Well, I mean, they're, go- they're going <laughs> it's to. All, it's all good. Like, they're uh, going to. I'm, at this point, anything Rashad says, I'm like, well, it's happening now. And yeah. literally, like, the minute after they traded out, they're like, well, now they can work on trading Nuge, too. It's like, oh, okay, perfect. So we were talking about it on the rig in our group chat, and we decided that perhaps the corpse of Rick Nash would be a good return for Nuge, as, just judging by how Charlie does things. Um, possibly that or maybe like Mark Stahl with the Rangers eating a bunch of salary oh, um, also a corpse I love Mark Stahl but like not now no <laughs> 10 years ago yeah. yes but yes. not anymore um, yeah but that's how it'll work for us it's the, of course like we wanted Husk. the 10 years ago luge and yeah. guess what we got we got uh, now luge uh, we cannot skate uh, never really could I think that got buried by like playing with decent teammates. Um, and it was like somewhat of a different era. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, like, the game know. is shifting. And I think he was like 30 pounds lighter. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that factors in a lot on skates. Um, but yeah, so what do you think of that Emily trade? Let's talk about that. What's, uh, what was your first reaction? Because mine, I just laughed for like an hour. Yeah, like I honestly like, I, I spent that whole day like, 
go in between like heavy sighs and then just like outright just like laugh out loud. Yeah. Like I was just like, of course, of course. It's a one for one trade. Once again, <laughs> can't even get a goddamn third round pick or something just to give us a little bit of like maybe this could turn into something, this magic well, bean. And especially when uh Vegas flipped uh Schlemko to Montreal for a fifth round pick. Yeah. And like David Schlemko is not like a Norris trophy candidate, he's, I don't he's, think. He's he's Chris Russell, a, but cheaper. But cheaper and <laughs> potentially better. Yeah. Um he's so, only got three years left on his deal which is worth half the money yeah. but yeah no yeah. Um, and again like who knows like what they did try to be in on and didn't get but like just the fact that yeah it took a, all it took was a fifth round pick yeah. like <gasps> it's just like year after year these simple moves or that thing that seems so simple it was like nah we're good we're totally good uh, I'm gonna clip that sound that you just made out and use that at different points because that's a that. really good sound I want it as a ringtone because <laughs> it's like almost Homer Simpson and almost Tim Allen put together <laughs> or like a text tone just like yeah. specific people um, well yeah. it's funny like I was thinking about that trade because I was like okay well they're obviously they're gonna trade dudes now for something um, but like I'm not quite something sure something for lucky yeah, At or maybe point. a bag of pucks and a shooter yeah. trader uh, that will become our backup goaltender. Got to get rid of him. He had, he had the worst offensive season of his career. Got to get rid of him right now. But you know what? Like he's ah, uh, he's turned into like a really good two way hockey player. He is. I was so like I was so impressed with him this year. And it sucks to hear like what people are saying, and it sucks to hear like as much as I enjoyed Everly getting traded because let me tell you, I really did, um, <laughs> like a lot. Um, to the point that on Twitter I was like, when should I get my Ryan Strom jersey? And people were like, fuck you, Megan. And I was like, man. Just trying to welcome a new person yeah, just, to the yeah, team. Yeah, just going just gonna to help him feel. It's totally fine. Feel like he belongs. Um, but, like, just listening to what people say, like, about Everly and what people are still saying about Taylor Hall and what people are saying about Nuge. And I'm like, who are they getting this from? Like, that's the question that I have. Like, who are they getting this, these opinions from? Well, it's like, obviously, like, a lot of the, <clears throat> the media guys have just traditionally horrible opinions <laughs> like again like how many times did we hear Rashog and Gregor and Madsen be like you gotta get rid of Adelaide he's tearing, take, bringing the team down it's like he's the third leading scorer on the team he's been in the top three for like six straight years like he, all he does is score 20 goals a year but no he's the liability had 13 bad playoff games get him out of here right now so he's and, like, never played playoffs before like yeah it just yeah. It feels like especially lately like, just, it's just parroting just parroting with stuff yeah. that they've heard like multiple times well, before and it was however what a six week score or whatever when Roman and it was like, oh, Everly's practice habits are suspect. Yeah, and, all and that was like, it. yeah, agreed, that yeah, was agreed. It. And like, I think that's... This has never been an issue until just then. And everyone's like, yeah, no, Drew's right. And then Tom McClellan comes out and was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Like, we have no problem with Everly's practice why, habits. Why does Romenda have a job? Can someone explain that to me? No. So if somehow, unless you're a player, like, job security in the NHL is, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't, can't get fired. No, it's you're physically really... impossible to get fired. And even if you are a player, you just I go mean, from being a player to having a lifelong job in the NHL. That's, no matter how bad you are. That's, like, Colin like, Campbell. That, oh, <laughs> Chris Pronger. Chris Pronger was getting Chris paid Pronger. twice. I don't even know what he does, though. That's the thing. I can't, now he's like, been hired in Florida. I know, but I can't judge Chris Pronger on, on his off-ice work, because I don't know what the fuck was he does. Was he in player safety? I thought he was maybe. in player safety. I, I thought he, he was first. Yeah, I don't know. And then he's doing some But he was, like, double-dipping and getting paid by the Coyotes. Yeah. yeah and now... And, and also the league. And the and the league, but I think the Flyers are paying part of the bit with the Coyotes. Yeah. They still the are. They still look ridiculous. Oh, God. I believe they still are for at least another couple seasons. Are they not the Flyers? I, I think so. I think he's still on the cap for a bit. Or he's so. at least on the cap. I don't know if they're paying him actual cash possible? money. Because the rules don't matter in the rules NHL. Rules don't actually matter, no. no. You want to sign you a Kovalchuk to like a 45-year contract? That's You can't do that, but also do that. <laughs> Just go ahead and do that. It's fine. So on, I think it was, I was, it must have been on Biscuits with uh, McIndoe and Dave Lozo, they were talking about um, 
that and like Hosa. We could maybe talk about Hosa and like whatever's yeah. happening. He's got four years left on this deal, right? And now he's... everyone's really thinking that's a conspiracy theory. It's because it's the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. If it was like the Tampa Bay Lightning, people would be like, yeah, whatever, no one cares. Like it wouldn't but matter. Why but because would it's that Chicago, excu- like that is such a specific yeah. excuse. If you said concussion related it problems or upper like body, upper yeah. body injury or like a lingering lower body injury, those are very different. But like to have like a specific condition, yeah. um. I think a part of it too is just because it's like who has ever heard of that type of thing before you know what I mean just like a, a skin disease just yeah. from your equipment and like it didn't really wasn't an issue until like last year kind of thing or maybe it was and we just never heard about it but it just yeah. kind of just felt like you're right though like if, yeah why would you make up like a super super specific <laughs> thing like that but it did like it is super unique and came kind of out of left field so well and I mean the fact he's about 38 years old or whatever Something and like, like and I mean there comes a point where like if this is whatever this thing is whatever this condition is like it's got to be painful Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to wonder for yourself, like, is it worth doing the work to get back ready to play when it's just going to be excruciating all season long? Yeah. And at this point, it probably isn't. You know, like, he shopped around for teams and then he got his cup and, you know, yeah, got one, his cups. One, one, like, four cups or whatever. something. Yeah, so whatever. Like, he's, he's well, yeah, good. He'll probably be a second ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, probably. Um, and, and people were saying on Twitter, I don't know who it was, but it was just like, this is the most bullshit I've ever seen. They were saying that... Of course he would want to get paid to not play hockey. And I was like, do you not understand athletes <laughs> at all? Like, you would like to get paid to not play hockey, yeah. but I feel like Marion Hosa probably would like to play until he dies. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look at Shane Doan. Like, the reaction yeah. to that was so funny. Like, all these Coyote fans are like, I cannot believe what they're doing to Shane Doan. Like, what, letting his contract expire and then not resigning a 40-year-old player who had four goals last year or whatever? <laughs> yeah, God forbid. Oh, man, I know. I know. But there's a, there's a thing to that, like, sentimental. And maybe... Maybe hockey's weird that way because like other sports like baseball football even basketball like basketball doesn't have that same kind of like loyalty from a player perspective to their team necessarily like sometimes there is but like they will take the contract to go baseball is just like whoever's gonna yeah. pay me like Dexter Fowler yeah. won the World Series of the Cubs and then signed this year with the St. Louis Cardinals or like divisional rivals yeah. of the Cubs like you just did because they offered him more money um, and baseball is very much the same thing Right? Like, the Yankees traded away World as Chapman last year to the Cubs, and then they just re-signed him to a $22 million a year contract. That's um, insane. It's ridiculous. And the last game that he pitched in that I saw, he pitched uh, for one inning, threw the ball eight times. <laughs> good to be a closer. Um, and closer. and the, the, the I think the slowest that he pitched was, like, 98 miles an hour up to 101. Like, it was insane. But anyway. But, like, hockey has this weird, like fraternity thing where like you have your teammates and your buddies and you're like best friends with everyone on your team which I think apparently is among the GMs too yeah. um, and so like it's so for I guess for fans to be like oh I can't believe they're doing that to Shane Doan I can because I'm not a Coyotes fan yeah. if I was a Coyotes fan I might feel differently because yeah. I was mad, like, remember, like, the Ryan Smith thing? Well, I was just going to say, I guess, because, I mean, Smitty went on yeah. his own terms, so that helped, but I was, like, trying to put myself in those shoes. Like, what if they did do that to Smitty? Like, if they were like, all right, thanks for thanks for coming, kick rocks, see you later. Like, yeah, we all probably would have been pretty bitter about that, too, if they didn't yeah. have, like, a big farewell ceremony, but I can't imagine the Coyotes next year aren't going to bring him back for, like, the first home game and be like, thank you for everything, and have this big, elongated yeah. ceremony kind of thing. Like, and, I mean, somebody might Because you're assuming him. no one's going to sign him? Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like 99% certain that. Because Chia isn't dying. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, we are still a week away from July 1st. He needs another Alberta fuck. boy on the team. Oh, God, I can't. Need some veteran leadership down from the wings. <laughs> Just thinking about that ruined my day. Just the potential of Shane Doan as an oiler. Well, Just like lumbering down the ice. Well, shit talk to you at home, Megan, I'll do it right back. <laughs> 
It's like Shane Doan lumbering down the ice with Lucic. Oh, God, can you imagine? Yeah, be a can you imagine how good in the room that team is going to be, though? They're going <laughs> so the to miss the playoffs, but boy, yeah. are they going to be the best, best of friends everywhere. <laughs> so, Ooh. okay, what do you think about that good in the room stuff? How do you, like, because we hear, and, and hockey, again, that's where you hear it more than any other sport. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you can't tell me that, like, Cristiano Ronaldo isn't just the biggest asshole on the face of the planet. Oh, confirmed. Right? Like, you can't tell me that, but... Yeah, Killer he, pulled a gun on his teammate. Like a decade ago. Into the yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, like but like, not that there was no one. No one's gonna say. No one's gonna say that you know whatever that Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't help his team win, even though he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. So like, what is it about hockey that forces that narrative? It's just it's just easy easy narratives. When the team is bad, then obviously, well, it's a culture. It's this and that. Like when the Kings were winning cups, everything was great, and then literally the next summer after they missed the playoffs, guys are getting arrested for drugs. There's all this like Voinov's beating his wife. There's all this all this nonsense. All some magically over the course of like a month, this the culture is now bad and rotten yeah. in, in LA. When it was so. probably happening before, we just would never know about the it. The Oilers, they were bad for ten years, so clearly it was the culture in the room, not the fact that they had like ninety percent of the roster was shit players that aren't even in the NHL anymore. But now you get Connor McDavid, who glosses over all your faults, and you make the playoffs, and everything's great again. Everyone's best friends. Yeah, there you go. Remember Jared Smithson? Remember that trade? Do you remember that trade? Like a deadline day deal. And I remember the media here was just talking about how he was going to be like a good character guy, and he's good in the dot or whatever, and he was not. Well, just like how, like, what was that, like three weeks ago, Spectre wrote that article about how great Matt Hendricks was for the culture in the room, and they finished 28th, 28th, and 29th in his first three years. (laughs) Just super great for the culture. culture. But at the same time, like, at work, right, you don't have to get along with everyone you work with. No, of course. And that's that's the other thing that drives me crazy. It's like, how they write these articles. Like, I guarantee that whoever's writing these articles doesn't like everybody at their work. Like, why is it only in the NHL where that's, like, Paramount that everyone has to get along with. Well, best I'm friends. thinking about like local media. It's not even that they that that they don't like people that they work with, but I cannot imagine that some of the people that work with them like them. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean it's a competitive industry, so I'm assuming you're going to have static anyway because yeah. you guys are all competing yeah. for scoops and yeah. sound bites and probably jobs at a certain point. Yeah. So. But yeah, that whole narrative is very strange too. That like you have to whatever this is culture in the workplace. If um, I'm in a workplace, I want everybody to be the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care if Shelly makes fucking fantastic cupcakes. <laughs> Shelly needs to do her fucking job. If her job is making cupcakes, that's one thing, and she does it really well, super. Yeah. But if she does her job well and also makes cupcakes that are underbaked, not the end of the world, <laughs> because she's still doing her job really well, whatever that job is. It's just, ah. And then for this next week up until free agency, it's just going to be the same shit. It's like, well, this guy would be a really good fit here because he's good in the room. Like, just stop. Such well, because like I was looking at the free agent list today, and it's atrocious. It's nothing but like thirty-five plus guys who like are just not good anymore. So that's all we're gonna hear is like this guy's leadership. And would you take a flyer on Joe Thornton? Though? Oh, one hundred percent, I would. I would pay him seven million dollars <laughs> for one year. One hundred percent, I would. Patrick Marlowe? Uh, not I as would, much. Not as much, but I would definitely okay. think about him. Um, uh, Brian Boyle, I'd also look at obviously for you yeah. know, like two million dollars. Yeah, like that. I like Brian Boyle a lot. Um, I, yeah, I was, I was sad when he went to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of hoping we were like me in on too. That, so. I think we were for a bit. Yeah, but I was yeah, I was really hoping for him too. And then I was looking at the D, and it looks even worse. But like <laughs> Cody Cody Franson, I would I would wouldn't mind. And I'm pretty sure he was like the only defenseman that was like, oh boy. It's okay, we're solved on defense. Yeah, oh, we're great. Yeah, yeah. Just 
Savior of the team. Chris Russell, uh, hope that Matt Benning doesn't have a sophomore slump. Hope that Darnell Nurse finally figures out how to actually play defense at an NHL level. And, and we're good. We're good to and go. And is less of like an awkward giraffe out yeah. on the ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and has grown into his body a little bit maybe. Yeah, no, that's fine. Everything's totally fine. They, yeah. they got and, and that Cam Talbot can play 75 games. Yeah, oh yeah. Now. And his, his fucking arms yeah. and legs don't fall off yeah. by, <laughs> by November because he fucking played 90 games last year. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't see how... In any way, next year can be better than this year. No, especially like, if, if if even like two guys start regressing. Like if Pat Maroon hits the wall and like yeah. Adam Larson has a bad season, and Ryan Strom, we already don't have Sector. And Ryan no. Strom doesn't replicate Jordan Everly's production because he won't. He can't. He won't. Wait, what? <laughs> Unless he's playing with Connor. Are you saying? Oh, that's what? I like I like that too. Where everyone's penciling him in. Like, no, he's already playing with Connor. It's like, how? How do we know? How do we know? <laughs> And, like, how do we know that the, the dry side is going to be able to center the second line or be, a, like, a second line winger and be just as good without Connor? And how do, like, they're just... It's, There's so many things This is know. the frustrating part. It's the same thing every year. They're just hoping on just, like, things to just work out. Like, hopefully yeah. this happens. Hopefully that yeah. happens. Hopefully no one gets hurt. They, like, locked out so bad. They missed... The top six missed one game due to injury last year, and that was Pat Maroon at game, what, like, 80 or something like that? Yeah. Like, Whereas the year before... One, they missed 144 games yeah. total. Yeah, didn't have Clef. Yeah. Missed him for, like, 50-something games. Yeah. And they only... And then the top four defense only missed, I think, like, 13 games this year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, that's a big difference. They got super lucky on injuries. Yeah. So no one can get hurt this year, and no one can have uh, a worse season than we had last year. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> like, it's a, t- it's a team that... <laughs> Ba- just barely beat the San Jose Sharks with Joe Thornton on one leg and Martin Jones just like laying an egg in a lot of those games. Yeah. And then they get to the second round and the Ducks have to literally cheat to win, but like <laughs> they're old and slower and like the, and Edmonton should have beat them and they lost in game seven. But everything's totally fine though. They made the playoffs, so mission accomplished. We did it. We made the <laughs> playoffs one time. Playoffs. I was I'm just thinking about when uh, George Bush unfurled that like mission accomplished banner on that destroyer or whatever in <laughs> like Dar- October of 2000. Darcy had that tweet yesterday. <laughs> Like, I've seen everyone being like, we made the playoffs, uh, we're, we're done, we're done yeah. here. Like, no, oh, that's Chia signing Chris Russell. Yeah, Mission pretty much, yeah. 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 For $4 million. <sighs> like, like, Stephen Birch brought this up. Like, who the fuck was bidding against them for Chris Russell <laughs> that drove the price up to not only did they have to pay him for four years, but to include all these no-move and no-trade clauses? Like, See, what is going on right now? That's why I think Chia is like... He panics, I think. I think he panics. he knows that he's a joke, and all the other GMs are, like, bullying him. Well, Garth Snow <laughs> certainly is bullying him. So Garth like, Snow takes him behind the woodshed and just pummels him every time exactly. he picks up the phone. Yeah. So Stop answering those phone calls, Pete. So they're all calling Block that number. Like, yeah. what I'm going to let yeah, 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 yeah. do right like, now. Check well, this out. I think, Henderson, <laughs> I think Henderson still has his pinned tweet is, like... From the trade last year, and it's like it's like a conversation between Shiro and Shiro. Yeah. It's like I want all. It's like you guys are serious. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, I don't know. Like maybe maybe lucking into a cup in 2011 with a Vesna caliber goalie and one of the best defensemen of his uh, of his era and a mm-hmm. bunch of really good young guys. And the gr- maybe the great. Yeah, I was gonna say the greatest two way center who's yeah. played the game in the last. Maybe that's not years quite sure. indicative of Peter Shirley's actual <laughs> talents as a general manager. I don't know. Didn't he leave Boston and just like oh and shambles. shambles, absolute shambles. And I mean, even here, like yeah, he's done a lot of good things. Pat yeah. Maroon was good. Cam Talbot's amazing. A lot of good things. But do you but think when he every time he takes a big ass swing, he yeah. whiffs so hard that he yeah. spins himself into the dirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but can't hey can't criticize him though because the team made the playoffs off Connor McDavid and Cam Talbot. So uh, Peterelli gets a lifetime pass in Edmonton. Uh, just the worst. So when Peterelli gets fired, because it's gonna happen, because he's not gonna win a cup. No, they're gonna mutually part ways. This is yeah, my prediction. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna join the OEG in some kind of capacity. They're all it's gonna be Got him, it. him low and uh, him low and Mac T sitting in an office, all just kind of awkwardly looking at each other. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Can't wait. Um, so I read something the other day talking about Kevin Lowe. 
Um, speaking of Kevin Lowe, about how he was literally like two bounces away from being a Stanley yeah. Cup winning GM yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, he won 100% less. And, but he's looked at, he's very maligned because they didn't win. And because they didn't win, and then Pronger left and Pekka, they couldn't bring Pekka back, and that's totally fine. But then the team just like imploded mm-hmm. on Lowe's watch. Um, so when Charlie's no longer our general manager, do you think that people in the media here will be a little bit more able to be critical of his tenure? I mean, they have a track record of stabbing guys in the back on their way out the door, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the same thing happened to Peter Shirelli, but I don't know. Like, he just he has this like Teflon air about him that, like, he, like, like I said, anytime you say anything critical, there's like a mass view that are like, how dare you? How can you say that? I'm like, well, I don't know. Seems to be like a lot of evidence here that proves my point that maybe he's not sure what he's doing. What is it about Edmonton that everyone is so wary to be critical? I honestly like, think the playoffs about? gave people brain damage. Like, there's like, <laughs> there's like no critical thinking anymore whatsoever. Like, as soon as you say something remotely critical, it's like, wow, you hate the team, you hate this. It's like, no, I want them to be good. That's why I'm saying, like, yeah. it's frustrating when they lose out on Travis Hominick two yeah. years after they lose out on Dougie Hamilton, and, yeah. and for, like that Dougie for the Hamilton same price like... they paid for 30 games of Griffin fucking Reinhardt. <laughs> That was too, like that was the thing that like did, like okay if you lose out on Hominick whatever that sucks but it's fine but it's when they're like well way too high of a price to pay for Travis Hominick like did you gave away that for Griffin Reinhardt how do you not roll the so dice bizarre. on an actual top four defenseman yeah. who can actually step into the lineup and like yeah he had a bit of a down year this year yeah there um, is a gamble I'm like but, you know I'm really hoping there, that he implodes in Calgary but, but isn't there a gamble on every deal like but there's a yes, gamble on every deal that you make there's a gamble that Ryan Strom isn't. Hasn't reached his ceiling as a third line yeah. center wing who scores thirty five points a year. Well, there's a gamble to... that Andre or uh, Kleppbaum's not going to blow a tire again this year. Yeah, you know, there's just... a gamble that Connor's not going to blow a tire. Like, and, that, and that's the most frustrating part is that like they didn't do anything to like. There's no plan B. They're no. like no. plan A is plan A is Drake Kajula continues to be good and Matt Benning continues to be good and all these young guys figure it out and then if that doesn't work then whoops. Yeah. Here we go. When we saw what happened when they lost Clefbaum and when they lost uh, McDavid, they finished fucking 29th. And that, I would argue, was a better team than they have now on paper. I would think so, too. They, down, they downgraded from Jordan Everly to Ryan Strom. They yeah. downgraded from Taylor Hall to Milan Lucic. They've downgraded just by having Chris Russell in the lineup. <laughs> really? It's not that bad. No, I'm not, no and he's not. And this, I, we've said this before. And like, He's a number five defenseman. If he's yeah. a number five defenseman on your team, you're doing pretty well. But like when people but tell... million is way too much. That's oh, a lot way too much. But when people tell like the block shots thing is like the thing that Chris Russell does well. I don't want to like devalue the fact that shot blocking is a skill and it's an important skill and there's like ways to do it so you don't like get hurt. I get it and he's good at it. Mm-hmm. But he would just have to do it less if he, if he could get job. the puck out of the yeah. zone. And that is his job yeah. is to help clear the puck and he can't do that because he usually like 90% of the time like rings it around the boards and it gets picked up. Well, that's the fr- like the frustrating part for me about like the eye test versus the numbers. It's like, okay, but I use my eyes and I'm watching the same game that you guys are <laughs> and how are we coming to two vastly different conclusions? And I'm also like, looking at numbers with my eyes. And I did like <laughs> I like I paid specific attention for like a five game stretch where like every time Chris Russell had the puck, I would watch what he did and like ninety percent of the time or something like that, or maybe let's be conservative and say like seventy five percent of the time he would like ring the puck around the boards yeah. or off the glass and out and it would immediately go to the other team and back in the other zone. Like, yeah. he was clearing the puck out for three seconds, yeah. and it was already yeah. back in. So it's like, okay, well, how good of a skill is that if it's constantly coming back anyway? Like, yeah. if you're clearing the zone and then you're getting a scoring chance, it's great, but that's not what happens. Yeah, because if you're not maintaining Again, how am I happen. watching this and seeing this happen? And so are other people, and they're like, no, yeah, he's great. This is this is good that he's doing that. Yeah. I, just, uh. I think it was Gregory yesterday, got into it with a bunch of guys, and I just was really super enjoying it, about that, that question. And one of the points that Gregory made was like, well, when you're watching on TV – you see different angles than from the press box. And I was just like, in yeah. my head, I was like, just go fuck yourself. He's dangling those credentials. Yeah, but in my head, I was like, go fuck yourself, Gregor. Like, who cares? That's because if most guys who are picking up 
most guys who are picking up stats and like tracking stats, they're watching on TV. Right? And, and, re- and rewatching. And like rewatching. That like, that's so funny thing. It's like, you watch the game. Like, how the fuck do you think they come up with these numbers? Like, go back. Like, Willis talks about spending hours going back and, like, watching things and breaking it down so he can get all these numbers. Yeah. Like, like, you literally have to, like, you know, tick by tick, how many times does so and so clear the pot? Like, all of that. That like, is insane I know. to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even watching 60 minutes sometimes, I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Well, like for, Why is there no fast forward? When I, when I was watching those Chris Russell zone exits and entries and stuff like that, I was like, t- t- like just taking like little like ten second videos. And after like the thirteenth one, I was like, "Fuck this! This is way too much work." <laughs> and it's not going to matter because I can have this and show you like show all these people like, "Look, yeah. he's not good." And they're like, "No, no, he's great. He's great. You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, it's not even worth it. So yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I said okay. this morning on Twitter, and somebody told me that my math was bad, and I just thought it was funny that uh, signing or trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson to make cap space for Milan Lucic is basically the same thing. As trading Everly for Strong to make cap space for Russell. And then this guy's like, well, they already had the cap space for Russell. And I was like, "Mm, Exactly, so it makes it worse. I was like, it makes it fucking worse. But where was this extra cap space that they had for Russell? Because they didn't actually have it. Because I'm not talking about this year so much, but next year's like the crunch. That's when it's going to become problematic. Yeah, and this was this was like probably the main source of my frustration is that they had twenty million dollars in free cap space before they did any of those deals. I get that they're going to have to earmark like whatever, like eighteen million dollars between Drysaddle and McDavid, just the two of them, but. Worry about that next year. Load up, spend your money, spend all your money. Yeah. Load up on the best players you can, and go win a fucking cup. And then in the summer, be like, "All right, now what do we do?" That's what Chicago does. That's what yeah. Pittsburgh does. Yeah. That's but what all these teams that win yeah. cups do. And then like, but no, Edmonton just no, no, we don't, you know. And uh, I think it was Henderson that said like, it definitely feels like Shirelli's like in this mindset where it's like, not our year this year. We need to wait it out, like, because otherwise, yeah. why are you still coveting draft picks that are theoretically going to be twenty to thirty one? Like, why are you like you can't yeah. part with that that a guy who has like you know like a whatever like a sixty chance of making the NHL in like two yeah. years after he's drafted like well I, I think too I, I get the feeling that like Charlie's I don't I don't know I want to say it's him because like I don't know what it was like under, with the other general managers because they never won anything but I, I feel anything. at least he makes moves like say, say what you will but at least sure. Charlie makes moves but I also feel like he's kind of of the mind that like he wants to build a team that plays the whole season and wins a Stanley Cup. Like, that's kind of the process that it looks like he's undergoing, right? Where he's, like, trying to craft a roster that he feels can play the full 82 plus a full four-round okay. playoff and then win the Cup, like, as that unit without having to make, like, mid-season moves. That's kind of the the approach that I feel like he thinks he's taking. I don't well, think how it's How many fucking years is going to get take yeah. to get that group? I know. I, I don't think it's going to work, but I feel like that's, you know, because you sign a guy like Chris Russell and make his, track, his contract like, so unattractive that no one's going to want it for the first two years. I love that, like, the biggest, def- uh, the biggest like, defense of that was, like, you can get rid of it in three years. Like, well, why would you want to? If it's a good contract, you don't want to get rid of that yeah. contract. How is this a defense of this fucking signing? So Listen funny. to what you're saying right now. Just really think about it. That's so contradictory. It's but ridiculous. It, like, yeah, it just feels like, like, yeah, it, it feels like he's like trying to straddle the line, like of being like, we're competitive now, we made the playoffs, and we should make the playoffs again, but we also don't want to give away first round picks for question marks yeah. reasons because I don't know, like, yeah, like because in case things do go bad, I guess I don't know. Just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could see what you're seeing in him having an actual plan. Well, it doesn't, I, I'm not, I'm it doesn't not, feel like he does. I think <laughs> I think he's trying plan. to build a Peter Shirelli team, which I'm still not quite sure what that is. <laughs> TM, but TM. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's like it's some a team that could compete well in like 2004, but maybe not um. so much in 2017. <laughs> so, but that but the, I don't I'm not saying that the plan that I feel like he has is a good plan, but I feel like. Just hearing some of the stuff that he has to say and, like, sort of what that messaging is coming from the organization itself, I kind of feel like that's sort of the idea. It's, like, build a roster 
that from game one in October all the way through to game 82 in, in April is more or less intact. And you don't have to make additions during the season to get them to that point. Well, I kind of feel that's kind of what he wants. And that's great, but like then you sign Chris Russell, so like why are you not signing good <laughs> players? Like if, that's fine to have that's yeah. fine to have guys that make it all the way through the season and you know toughness yeah. and all this other yeah. bullshit, but like at the end of the day he's still signing worse players yeah. than what he had before, but trading away to, players for worse players. I'm <sighs> I don't know if we can put all the blame on Chia. Because he has to be getting this information from Todd, too. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, I, and like, there was a lot of talk about how he didn't like Eberle or he didn't quite fit in the system or whatever, which is fine. I know Eberle's got a lot of warts in his game, but... Again, it's just just trading him for a worse player. Just like, hey, that's like I don't know why yeah. you do that. But I also know for a fact that Kelly Bookberger didn't like Taylor Hall or Jordan Eberle. He was like the one really riding hard that get rid Mac of Taylor Hall, well. get rid of Taylor Hall. Like he's not good for the team. He's this and he's that. So I know there's definitely like a lot of other voices in there that are so. And he, but also his like business with Eberle. I think it's funny now that like Bucky's with the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, oh, and just saying that about the coach, like I was thinking about in the NFL, like the coach has a lot of say in roster, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is important because the coach yeah. is the one who, like, as much as the GMs like help build teams or whatever, the mm-hmm. coach is the one who like sees them day to day, day to day, and do the work and like figures out. And I've always wondered how come in hockey they don't have that same kind of. I think they do more so than we probably know, but yeah. Well, on the but all the messaging comes out of like the GM and like higher up. It comes out of the mm-hmm, front office mm-hmm. rather than yeah. like behind the, the bench, coach right? has to be very not vocal. But yeah. I remember from the twenty four seven when it was Pens and Caps. I think was Ray Shiro the GM of the Pens then. Yeah, he would have after each game he would have meetings with the coach and they would like either do a check mark or a minus on every player. <laughs> wow. Like he's a grade three teacher. Yes. <laughs> but like that's an incredible amount of communication yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. between a coach and a GM. And that's good that that happens. It just feels like in hockey especially it's very cloaked. Like you yeah. don't mm-hmm. see that. And so like who knows how much input the coach ever has in those decisions. Because um, the coach I don't think is concerned with money. No. They're concerned with building the best roster, but mm-hmm. sometimes those money concerns, I think, like take over a little bit. So, do you think we need a combo coach? No, those never work. Gretzky's <laughs> <laughs> not doing anything right now. <laughs> well, let me know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, no, I think no, I don't think those work very well because I think there's too much involved in both jobs for one person to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I think you end up delegating a lot, and I don't think that you do a good job on either one because like those just don't. Even in junior hockey, those don't work very well. Yeah. And that's not nearly as complicated as... Because, like, they don't pay those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, they, well, they do. About, you're not worried about caps. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and even then, that's a lot of work. And so, like, I just... I don't. I think in the NHL, I think that's almost impossible mm. to have a coach GM. That's fair. Um, but I... And I guess maybe it's here... It's different, too, because, like, we just don't ever get anything other than, like, what the... Like, the party line from the team. And I don't want to, like, throw anybody under the bus, but somebody that we that we all know was telling me that, like... Edmonton Media is very afraid of losing access. Oh, yeah. They don't want to bite the hand of fees, which more is understandable, so, but... But more so than in a lot of other markets where, like... Because I know other markets, like, allow bloggers in the press box. Mm-hmm. And, like... Yeah, Edmonton controls their message, like, super, super yeah. tightly. And I said that on, on Twitter once, and Gregor was like, what do you... How do you... Blah, blah. I was like, Gregor, you don't even follow me. Like, what yeah. do you... Like, you're name searching? <laughs> what are you doing he here? He likes to argue. Um, but he said, what do you mean they control... And I was like, you and I both know mm-hmm. that, like, if you look at everything that's written about this team on a daily same basis, it's the same everybody. stuff. So do you think those bad character narratives come from somewhere in there and go down to? For like, sure. Yeah. yeah. At, least a, at least a part of it. whispered oh, yeah. in his ear, and then he had... Yeah. Like, or maybe just, like, you know, like, an off-the-record conversation, and they're like, ah, oh, this guy is, like, such a 
asshole or like I don't like this guy's attitude then it was kind of like sneaks in like sources in the organization are saying mm-hmm. this blah 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 blah. <sighs> such bullshit yep. yeah <laughs> yep. yep sports yeah it's great it's awesome and yet here we are waiting for to see what they do next Saturday I hate this because I'm like I'm nervous for them to fuck it up even more so because like I said the free agent crop is brutal this year and like yeah. all I'm imagining is them throwing like three million dollars at Roman Polak to fucking oh my god well on the one hand I guess it means you wouldn't get beat up by nurse yeah uh, <laughs> I guess exactly they could fight together instead of against each other exactly. take to you um, no I think why well, you're right with the free agents I don't know I would take a flyer on Thornton though oh 100 yeah he's my number one or target. Patrick Marlowe he's definitely my number Either one target. like the fact that. That's possible. Mm. Okay, well, they still like, have twenty three million dollars in cash. All of your energy now, into that. Yeah. Like, yeah. why yeah. not? Yeah, for this Especially year. Especially if it's for one yeah. year. I'd be like, hey, remember when we beat you out of the playoffs? Come join our team this year, and we, we can do it again. I worked, I worked the other day. We like mocked up some lineups that had both Thornton and Marlowe, and we were just like playing around, like where you put them, and like the possibilities are endless. Yeah. See, and if they like do that. something like that, like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have, they still now have twenty million dollars in cap space yeah. after this Chris Russell deal. Blow it up. Just go fucking yeah. Spend spend to the last cent and just see what happens. Even if it's like older guys like that, one year contracts, yeah, yeah. pay him just shit tons of money, and then just we'll win, a, win a goddamn cup. That's all yeah. I want is a goddamn Stanley Cup. I know. I hate why. Why is making the playoffs the bare minimum now? Like, oh, everything's great. We made the playoffs. Everything's great. Connor McDavid won one individual, or I guess two individual awards. Everything's perfect. Well, I know, I know, and like, and then you look at like the Penguins, and they had like a trajectory, right? That they missed the playoffs in Sid's first year, and then they got knocked out in the second round, and they made the final in his third year, and then they won in his fourth year. But then they didn't win again for another like what was it, eight years, years seven? Like, like it was a long time, mm-hmm. and they even missed the playoffs like the year before they yeah, won. I mean, look at like, Chicago. Chicago's the closest thing we have to like a, a dynasty, yeah. and they're, yeah. they they what? No, missed the playoffs. Well, missed the playoffs this year. No, no they were in there. They, no, they, they were there. The <laughs> They were there, barely. If you've been listening all along <laughs> they were, to this, you they, would they know they barely it's a showed joke. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I keep forgetting. Like, oh, yeah, they were in the playoffs, weren't they? But it does just not feel real like, briefly. Does not feel like an eternity ago. Yeah, the, it first does. the first round feels round. like it really does. Like Calgary was also in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that because I'm still still dancing about that one. But. <laughs> but, but it's funny too. Like the whole Edmonton Calgary thing, I think, is really interesting. Like people are like, well, where, where did Calgary finish this year? I'm like, well, not that far behind us. And no. also, just one round. They won. Yeah, but but like they won the same number of Stanley Cups that we did. So like. We should probably stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like we won and they didn't. And aside from, you know, the Mike Smith trade, which is hilarious, like, they went out and they made their team better. Oh, they actively no. made their team better. So, like, and so oh, maybe what a having, maybe having Smith in net isn't as much of a liability. Exactly. Because I mean, you have a defense. You have a solid top. One yeah. of the best, arguably one of the best top fours in the league right now. I mean, again, who knows with Hominick? He could have another yeah. crappy season, but, but like that, odds that are at 26 is, years old, he's going to rebound and be fine. That defense is built to compete with Nashville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of where that's going. So that should be fun. Let's see. That's looking ahead. Yeah. What? Uh, Not just October, God. or like the trade deadline next year. Like, ah, oh, is that what we're going to get? Like, <laughs> who's this year's equivalent of Jared Smith? And that's who we're going to get for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's what's going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> or they're going to have to play like Mark Letesto up on the third line all the time. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Worked out well two years ago. Wait, oh, it didn't? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, this year will be different, though, I'm sure, with, like, 32-year-old Mark Letesto. Oh, new year. Not new arena. <laughs> new year, same New year, same team. Yeah, now the hype of the new arena's gone. It's going to be a very different season, I think, too. Just, like... You know. I see, yeah, it'll be interesting because, like, like I mean, like we said, like, even seen over the past couple of days, everyone like like the Oilers can do no wrong just purely because they made the playoffs. So I don't even know if like even if they missed the playoffs this year, if anyone's even going to be mad. Like, well, whatever, we still made the playoffs last year, and we still have Connor. Everything's totally fine. Like, I feel like that 
one and a half rounds in the playoffs was like just gonna set them up for like five years where like yeah. no one gives yeah. a shit about what happens. Yep. Which I think for apparently all three of us, that trade was so hilarious because <laughs> you're like, I feel so validated. Oh yes. With how oh, terrible it was incredible. This is. It was incredible. All it's you just, can do is laugh. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, of course. Why? Why wouldn't they trade him for a fucking unknown commodity who maybe, at best case scenario, gets you fifty points, which mm-hmm. is still less than what Jordan Everly had in his worst season as a pro. Yeah. Why wouldn't you make that trade ten times out of ten? Well, there's a bunch of reasons. I like. I just. I really enjoyed Thursday morning. I laughed for like a solid hour. I had to go pick my mom up and take her to an appointment, and I got to her house, and she got in the car, and I was still laughing. She's like, "What's so funny?" I was like, "The orders straight away, Jordan Everly," and she just rolled her eyes at me, and I was like, "It's okay. I don't. I don't want to have to explain this all to you, but like, I'm just so validated right now." So, will I get a Ryan Strom jersey? Yes. I haven't bought Oilers merchandise in years, and I will. And absolutely. this is what you're gonna I, do it I'll, for, unless they sign Patrick Marleau, and then I will get a <laughs> okay. real jersey. It'll be awkward when he spends half the season in Bakersfield, but hey, you, it's your money. You do. You. I'm just doing it, and then I feel like his first goal. Uh, I don't want to go to any games because that's too much money, and I don't care. But with his first goal, I'm just gonna like. It's gonna be amazing. Just all of yeah, all the Shia LaBeouf like applause gifts and like yeah. just celebrations for Ryan Strom. It's gonna be so nice, so so good. But on that vein, I'm happy that, like, Hall and I have to get to be, like, back living, like, real yeah, close just, together just again. Just tunnel away now. Yeah. You yeah. can be roommates now if they really wanted to. <laughs> That's what I said. Big boy beds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonder, uh, I wonder how Lauren might feel about it. I don't, I don't know. Oh, on Instagram, she's grieving. I know yeah, she real is. Real hard. Sure, yeah. And she keeps, like, have you seen them? No. She keeps trying to put Jordan in them, and he, like, does not engage. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, like, why do you keep doing it? And then also posting it, because it looks... <laughs> I mean, and, and that's the thing too. Like, I think we sometimes forget. Like, it's a business and whatever. But like, they're still people. Right? Yeah. The players, at the end of the day, they're still people. And like, Chris Russell wanted to stay in Alberta because his wife, like, his sure, wife's expecting or his girlfriend. I, I'm not sure if he's married or not. But Fine. like, they're expecting. And, and it's, he's from around, like, from. I get it. And Everly obviously probably didn't want to leave. I feel probably, and he ha- he didn't say the same things. I think don't think that um, Hall said. Um, I still haven't listened to Taylor Hall's like exit <laughs> discussion though. I just oh, I, I have can't something do it. to say about that because I'm still mad about that. Um, <laughs> but, but like, I feel like he didn't want to leave either. Uh, but it might maybe. Of course not. They're good now. Why would everybody want to leave? Well, that's exactly it. Like he didn't want to leave, but like he, I don't think he was quite as blindsided by it because at least there'd been a like, no, talk I'm about sure, it. Right? I feel like they probably sat him down and were like, "Look, here's what's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. be ready for it." Whereas I feel what? like the Taylor Hall one kind of did come out of nowhere. Well, I heard that it happened like the Monday after the draft. It oh, was yeah. like, and yeah. then all, the, and then Wednesday it was done. Like it was just like that kind that of thing. Sure, yeah. um, and so, like, but there are people, and like everybody's getting married in like three weeks. And as much as like, oh, he's just a hockey player, he's making six million. Like that sucks because mm, you have does. to like. There's all the logistics of like uprooting your life and all of that kind of stuff. And like as much as we you know rail on them sometimes for being shitty at their jobs, which they are sometimes. Like I think there's that other side that like sometimes people forget. Mm. Yeah. That that's a person in the jersey mm-hmm. wearing the number. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I don't like. It's like I try to like not attack Chris Russell personally. I'm sure he's a fucking great yeah. guy, and I guarantee he'd have some hilarious stories to tell you about fucking being like a rodeo oh, guy yeah. and like, <laughs> yeah. like a bull rider. Like I guarantee, like he could talk, he could tell all these stories for hours. But like, uh, I don't want to pay him four million dollars to be a defenseman for the Oilers. You know, it's not nothing personal. No, yeah. that's true. I also shouldn't get paid four million dollars to play for the Oilers. You know, that's just but how. That's just how it works. If someone offers you the money, if you're Chris Russell and someone course, offers you the money, yeah. you're not going to say no. Of course, no, not at all. Right, and that's the thing. Like with that, when they signed Holland Ebbs and Nuge to those extensions, like maybe that was too much. Maybe Taylor Hall should have been the only one who got the six because mm-hmm. uh, just skill wise, maybe he should have gotten the most instead of paying them all equally. But whatever, Did, like that's they were, really, yeah, they were a little unit though. It made sense. Yeah, and that's that's really like neither here nor there. But like with all of that. Um, 
you know, like if you're 20 years old and your boss is like, here, we're going to sign you to this deal where you're going to make six million U.S. dollars mm-hmm. and you're playing in a Canadian market. You say um, yes, sir. You're yeah. like, yeah, okay, sure, I'm in. Like, where why would I you sign? say no? Like, nobody says no to that. No. And so, like, when people are like, oh, they're getting paid too much money. Yeah, of course they are. They are also men playing children's games. (laughs) (laughs) Getting paid at all to play children's games is insane. But, like, yeah, they're getting paid too much money. But, you know, no one, none of us would say no. If if the boss was like, here, take this this money that you don't deserve for the thing that you do. That combo only comes up as soon as people are unhappy with their performance. Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, like, with Everly, people were like, he needs a wake-up call, like, as if he had no idea that he was missing all these chances <laughs> and that he was fucking on pace for a career-low in so points. Like, he just had no idea that he was having a bad season. He, he was the last person to find out. Like, he needs a wake-up call. Like, and the right. wake-up call is bye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Have fun out yeah. there. <laughs> go, go play John Tavares. Go succeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We love yeah. you. So if the Islanders and the Devils make the playoffs next year, the Devils will show really bad. They probably won't. But it would be really nice if they Islanders, did. The Islanders have a real good shot, though. It would the be playoffs. really nice if... The Devils are not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Some catastrophes would have to happen in that division for them to have, like, even a sniff. Um, but... Just saying I got plans out there. <laughs> <laughs> But if they were to make the playoffs and the Oilers weren't, that would just be like the ultimate, you know, mm-hmm. the ultimate fuck you. Well, I thought that was going to happen like when they were talking about trading Hall for Tavares or uh, for Hominick. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to fucking score ninety points playing with John Tavares. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs, and Edmonton's going to be sitting here like, oh, whoops, what happened? Yeah, but that would have been really. Sad thankfully, we didn't make the playoffs. I'm not mad that we yeah. made the playoffs. Or anything, yeah, but I just but it like, would have been a little bit sad. Picturing all these worst yeah. case scenarios that could have happened. Yeah, it's been good. What were we going to say about the trade? I like, forget now. Okay. Oh, no. It was how, like, after Jordan reacted to it. He's like, yeah, like, I had such a great time here, and the fans in Edmonton are great. I'm sad to go, whatever. They're like, oh, my God, he's so classy. Yeah. And Hall was fired up because he was pissed. Yeah. Because he did not want to go. Yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, he's so spoiled sport. And I was like, what? They want, we want people what? to be competitive. And then when they show the competitive, like, Taylor Hall did, where he would be angry and snatch, they're like, oh, this guy's undisciplined. It's like, well, what do you want? Do you want a guy that wants to win at all costs? Or do you want a guy who says the right things all the time? Because they're mutually exclusive, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. Except, just, except for maybe for Connor. But he will... Ne- because Connor is like Sid in that way, he will never say. I don't know, man. He's see, a lot of a lot of his personality started to leak out a little bit. He's but like, he, but he's never going to say anything in an interview. No, it's like, he's not going to. People are going to oh, that Connor yeah. David. No. Oh, right. Like yeah. that's he'll never. Speak out, he'll never speak out of frustration. No, yeah. like, he, he'll do it on the ice a little bit though. Even to the people touching his body. Yes. In the airport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not TSA agents. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, random strangers. React to that. Yeah. Like oh, this is bad conditioning. Like, we need to teach everyone consent. Yeah. <laughs> personal space. Yes. Personal space, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the thing. But yeah, anyway, let's not talk about hockey anymore. Oh, thank like, God. <laughs> this is the longest we've talked about. Too much about. hockey on this hockey this podcast. Is, this is the longest. <laughs> this is the longest we've talked about hockey uh, the whole time we've done this. And that's, like, almost an hour. Well, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. So and it was much better to have me just be like, I don't care. Someone <laughs> cares. Well, and this way there was a conversation instead of just me saying something else would be like, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you say. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So we're going to not talk about sports anymore. So there's some like sports questions, but we'll deal with that later. Okay. Um, which direction would you like to go? Um, do you want to skip the garbage stuff? If we want to, Well, sure. I don't know, just, like, time-wise. Yeah, sure. Yeah? We go straight to yeah. the stuff. I'm sure things will <laughs> evolve on this. So we did, a while back, I made Kelsey cry. Oh, perfect. Um, because we did uh, a Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, and it was I, real tough. It was real tough. <laughs> she did one for me, and it was, like, you know, like, 
fictional characters. It was not terrible. And then this one I did for her was Drive Saddle Cliff Bomb in Taylor Hall. Ooh. And it was rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still, I'm like, oh my god. Did I make the right choice? But we came to the conclusion out of that all that um, Taylor Hall is basically a human golden retriever. That was thanks yes. to Malcolm. Um, and you wouldn't want to marry. You wouldn't want to marry him. No. Because you're just there for the ride. Just there for the fun. And you enjoy it while it happens. Yeah. And then you leave it in the dust. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So we have we, we put some together for you. We have like and six we'll, of them. We'll talk. Oh boy. It's gonna yeah. be yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So we'll start. We'll start with let's do, let's start with the sports ones. I think that'll be fun. Okay. And then we'll do the. Do you have the updated one that I added to you? UFG. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So our sports related ones we have uh, Chris Russell, <laughs> Corey Potter, Ooh. Nikita Nikitin. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so what do you think? Well, I'd marry Corey Potter. I feel he like he's. Like yeah, you know, I don't really know much about him. So <laughs> like, sure. He stepped on Taylor Hall's. Face. Oh yeah, he did step on Taylor Hall's face. Yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident. He's right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> again, Chris Russell would probably have a lot of cool stories to tell. Yeah. So a little pillow talk. So you know, I'll, f- I'll fuck him, and then you know, sorry, Nikita Nikita, but you got weird bug eyes and that like, <laughs> got that weird Russian facial structure, like just a general Russian facial structure. Not into it. Ah, uh, that sounds about right. I think I, um, yeah, I think my list would be the same for those three. I think so. Because yeah, Corey Potter seems like a nice guy. He yeah. cried when he left because we ran him out of town. Yeah, so. I guess that. Yeah, he's from Lloyd, right? He was upset about having to leave. Oh. I, all, like, I know like Chris Russell probably be a little too cowboy-y for me to yeah. want to be married to him, I guess, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm not a super yeah. outdoorsy guy, and I don't know. Like I said, don't know anything about Corey Potter, so sure. Why not? It seems like the safest bet. Well, and if you're going to marry him, then you can always divorce him. Like, that's exactly. the other. You exactly. know, if it doesn't work out, you can always just like, yeah, yeah we're done. My thoughts on marriage? Exactly. <laughs> 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 and our other hockey one. Um, uh, Mac D, Steve Tambellini, or Peter Chiarelli. Oh, God. Oh, this one's a lot tougher. <laughs> I legit had to Google Oilers GMs because I was like, I don't remember any of these people. <laughs> it's just like repression. You just push it. Yeah. Back. Yeah. I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably marry Mac T because I've always liked him as a coach. Like, I wouldn't mind if he came back as a coach at no. some point. <laughs> and he's actually a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he's a really smart and guy. And so, like, that part, like, you could have a conversation with him. Yeah. And he clearly has punch him in the face. dang power, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's, like, he's a silver fox. Out of all three of them, oh, he's yeah. by far he the most handsome. He is a silver fox, for sure. Um, <laughs> Which, out of those three, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a murderer's role okay, by any yeah, means. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to say for this one then, you fuck Peter Shirelli because at least no. he, gets things, he gets things done <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> and then you kill Steve Tamalini because no, he just ruined our team. Well, because well, I was going to say I'd fuck Steve Tamalini just to hate fuck him. And be like, how dare you? Look what you did to this franchise, you bastard. And then, sorry, Peter, you're just the odd man out. Nothing against you, really, but... Good. Also, you he's bald. Also, he's bald too. So yeah, not, he looks a little way too much like my dad. It'd be really <laughs> weird. My dad's bald with a mustache, like a cul-de-sac and a mustache too. That's, just, that's way. That's way too on the nose. Okay with that. That's okay for me. That's there you go. That's uh like okay. literally that picture of him in like Tim Hortons with like the clip on glasses and the hat. That's my dad. Yeah. That's exactly how my dad dresses. Have you ever looked at what his t shirt says? Uh I, I tried to buy one. It was like from like uh Cabo Wabo or something like that. It was like one of those It says swagger out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it, the fuck does that mean? It's it's from it's yeah, it's from like uh It must like, have been a present from Lucic. It's from like one of those, it's from one of those like Mexican resort things where it's like a celebrity endorsed thing. I tried to find one because I wanted to dress like him for Halloween this year. That's like, so I awesome. couldn't find the exact one. I found some that look kind of close. Find, you but. could just get one of those, like, do you remember those, like, hyper-color shirts or something? You just get one of those. It's yeah. basically the same thing. Well, there was one. There was ones that were similar, like a similar color from the exact same, like, restaurant or resort oh, okay. or whatever it was. But yeah, because I was like... You could also go into Zazzle and, like, design that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because that was, that was the same thing. I was like, what does that t-shirt say? I was like, oh, wow, Peter Shelley is a party. And it was like, oh, it's from some kind of resort something or other. One of those, like, fun little t-shirts from your vacation. But it also says a lot that he's like, that's the one I Yeah, yeah, and he tucked it into his fucking pants and shorts, too. It also <laughs> says a lot that he uh, is okay with that mustache every once in a while. Oh, yeah. That says a lot. Maybe it's, like, the confidence that comes with a Harvard education. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just saying. That's brutal. Um, he has a heart. Like, this is yeah, rocking my world. Harvard, Harvard <laughs> Business School. He, yeah, he went to Harvard, Harvard Business, Business School. You betcha. Oh, they just give those away. <laughs> <laughs> Which, God, like, yeah. that made, that's funny because, like, I don't know, you follow Lambert on Twitter, Two Line Pass. He always talks about how, and, and mostly, like, recently last month, like, how he could be a better GM than, like, two-thirds of the guys. Well, Steve Daniels says the same thing, too. Like, when, uh, what was it, like, Pierre Dorian was like, we didn't want to get rid of Pierre, Mark Mathal. Like, we didn't want to trade him because we didn't want to hurt his feelings. So we let Vegas take him for nothing. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And yeah, so Steve Daniels like, feelings. do you want to be an NHL GM? Well, it wasn't hurt his feelings, but it was, like, along okay. those same kind of lines. Like, yeah. He didn't say those exact words, but it's like, that's what he meant. Okay. Like, they didn't want to, like, trade him because that would have looked like they didn't want him. So instead, they let him be taken by Vegas because it looked like they didn't want him. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Isn't that the equivalent of, like, GM ghosting? Very much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, nothing we can do, man. Sorry, we had to let somebody be taken. It's sad to be you. <laughs> Our bad. Anybody can be an angel jam. Apparently. I think Lambert could do a better job. Oh, yeah. Um, Dango De- could probably do a better job. Delo could probably do a better job. Oh, Delo could absolutely yeah. do a better job. But he's too smart, and that's why he got yeah. fired. Well, so. well he's, still, he's still working somewhere around yeah. in there. He's floating around. Who Doing knows? some stuff. Um, my favorite thing about that, though, is that, like, he's very, very smart, and he's very outspoken. But, like, the stuff that he says just makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. And that's why... Oh, I used to hate him because he was right all the time. Like, this <laughs> fucking guy. Like, he's uh, always right, though. Like, uh. It's true. It's very, very true. Um, okay. What do you want to do next? You pick There's uh, Dumbledore, Gandalf, or Obi-Wan. I've, I've, ne- I've never seen Harry Potter or the fucking Lord of the Rings. What? So, Mary, Mary Obi-Wan, obviously. And then... Uh, well, Sir Ian McKellen was... Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf. So fuck Gandalf, and then whoever the other. Yeah, one that's fair. Right. Yeah, okay. Dumbledore. Yeah, uh, yeah, that works. I think that would work. Although Obi Wan's kind of annoying. Like just talk about ghosted. But also just the way that he talks. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I should say, I've never seen any of the first six full way through. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, the first. And I kept it together for Harry Potter. Right. That's the true. Ring, We're, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I made fun of Harry Potter one day, and she got mad at me. We'll end up fighting about this later in the, in the back alley. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, I don't like this F one at all. Math class, English class, or social class? Um, math class. Kill can... math class. I'm okay. kick rocks. Yeah, Excellent. I was gonna say math class go fuck itself, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll kill it. Um, I was always way better at English, so I guess I would marry English and then just have a have a nice little weekend with social studies. <laughs> I don't think that's possible though. I, but then it then because it sticks with you forever. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's got some lasting. Damage. Does it though? It, it should. It's, I it's, vaguely remember <laughs> learning about the Bolsheviks at one point. So that's about all I know. Yeah, that's old curriculum. And then we still talk about them. For like four minutes. Yeah. That's about all the time we have for it. Yeah, that works. Um, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, or Catwoman? Which Catwoman? That's a very good question. Be specific here. Um, I guess you can say that for Wonder Woman too, but we'll just go with Catwoman. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, Then do you want to do modern of. Most recent Catwoman, then? Let's see. Holly Berry? No, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. 
She's annoying. I'll just kill her. I don't like Anne Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> she's like way too drama kitty for me. She's like, <laughs> super expressive all the time. I like think, that type of shit. I feel like we just found our episode title. She's a drama kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and that is coming from someone who is also a drama kid. But yeah, I just like, I she just had like, that's, oh, her personality just seems kind of grating. Um, Gal Gadot is like a genuine badass. So oh, I yeah. would marry her and she's fucking hot as shit. And then, yeah, Scarlett Johansson is pretty cool. Okay, fair. That that works. Yeah, Gal Gadot is incredible. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Um, apparently, she got cast in Fast and Furious because she could like take a gun apart and put it back together. Oh yeah, well, she had, which totally makes sense. But like two years mandatory service in the Israeli army. I know. Or whatever it was. Yeah. I know. Interesting how all those men just have jobs. You know, Vin Diesel can't do that or Ludacris. Um, um, his name is Mark Sinclair. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew it was something like that. And he has a twin brother. Yeah, oh, I knew that. He does not look like him at all. So if he dies, they can't do the Paul Walker thing like they did with Paul Walker. No, <laughs> no, that's true. That's very true. Um, and our last one. So there's four. So you, the fourth one, remember, is going to get relegated to running the Oilers social media accounts. Okay. <laughs> which is <laughs> worse than kill. Which is probably worse than kill okay. because of Oilers fans. Okay. Just in general. Yeah, fair okay. Um, we have Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and Chris Evans. Hmm. Because, like, I, my gut says to marry Chris Pratt, but then I've also seen stuff from, like, mm, I would probably tire of him a little easily. Like, he's, <laughs> like, a little fire. too... He's too on all the time? Uh, not that. He's, like, a little too, like, bro-y sometimes for mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a little bit too into hunting and shit. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I could be with that. Chris Hemsworth, though. Tall, handsome Australian man. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than that, you know? <laughs> so I probably... Probably Mary Thor. Mm-hmm. That's him, right? That's, that's yeah, the Hemsworth. Yeah, There's yeah. also a lot of Hemsworth, so, I mean, who the f- <laughs> That's true. It's a pretty, decent, fam- a pretty decent family to roll with. <laughs> um, I would probably fuck Chris Pratt then. He'd probably be fun for the weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. Fun, fun to hang out with for a little bit. And then who are the other two? Chris Pine Chris and Pine who? and Chris Evans. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb, man. Because I heard Chris Evans on an episode of Doug Loves Movies a couple years ago, and he got fucking hammered, and he was hilarious on there, and he seemed like a real good time. So I wouldn't want to kill him, but would I want him to run the social media account, though? Oh, boy. He's been real woke on his own social media. He is a Patriots fan. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't really give a shit. I'm like, I'm a Fairweather football fan at best. And you like the Cowboys, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah, So I have no no ground to stand on, (laughs) really. Um... Well, yeah, I'll go. You know, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, uh, Chris Evans can run the social media account because at least maybe he could sneak in some funny stuff. And even okay. though like they're like the driest social media account in the entire league, yeah. like he could maybe slip a little personality in there. See, this is my. And opinion. also, Chris Pine, like the Star Trek movies were pretty. Oh, nice, but so. Wonder Woman, it's just see all that's better. if you see Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll change, really, change my yeah, mind because we <laughs> he was fourth on our list, so we didn't even talk about him. Top to bottom, it changed. And I have nothing against Chris Pine. He's probably just the one that I have the like, least then, knowledge of. And then that's what we thought, of. and then our last, like, ten, episode 10 or whatever, we call, it was, like, the one with the above-average Chris, because it's, like, about him and Wonder Woman and whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking on the way here that I would relegate Chris Pratt to the other social media, because his social media is, like, excellent all the it time. It is, yeah, he is hilarious. So he yeah. might actually do a really good job yeah, yeah. of doing social media. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I would do. Mm. And then I think... And Chris Evans, is, I think, is a little more jacked than Chris Pratt. I mean, they're both, they're all, all four of them, I'm <laughs> assuming, are pretty I feel like similarly Evans jacked. Evans keeps it tight 24 oh, yeah. 7, whereas Pratt in between. Mm-hmm. But see, that's why he'd also be fun to, like, yeah. maybe fuck more, because then you guys like, eat pizza in bed after or something like that, you know what I mean? Whereas <laughs> Chris don't. Evans is probably just like, I need a protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's possible. True. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking is put Chris Pratt on the social media because I feel like it would just improve. I mean, a, li- a five-year-old like or your <laughs> your niece probably could do better social media again, than I, just mashing buttons. It's not going to be too hard on these interns because, again, they're probably just given very strict edicts on how they can, what they can tweet and stuff like that. But yeah, but but it's, social media is brutal. But that's all part of that like communication aspect mm. that's really bad from oh, the yeah. team because like, some other teams are so good. Oh, yeah. And like the Green Bay Packers haven't played a football game since January. And the content that they have on social media is, like, constant, and it's new, and it's interesting, and they have, like, players take over their Twitter feed for, mm-hmm. uh, and they answer questions, and they make them answer, like, in video or whatever, so that there's, like, some interaction. Like it's Vegas had one fucking player. <laughs> and they have, like, <laughs> the name they didn't shut him. up about him. <laughs> <laughs> but that video where he was playing soccer yeah, was by great. himself yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah. It was so funny. Apparently, it's the guy from Columbus that's doing the Vegas count right now. Or was. That's what Avery told me. I think it was Avery. Avery but, no. but the Columbus account is also very good, right? Mm. They have, but I don't know, like, there's ways to make it fun. Oh, yeah, 100%. The others are just like, ah, retweet this for a chance to not win anything. Yeah. Thanks, like guys. It's social is part of the word. Yeah, it's not just an information source. No. Yeah, they're really bad. Um, but honestly, better than the NHL's regular account. Where <laughs> during finals games, they wouldn't even tweet the fucking score of the game. Not even at the end of the period. Like, no. come on, guys. Get it you together. Tune in, you got to pay $200 for that NHL center ice package or, you know, whatever. Can't get the scores for free. Nothing's for free. Bizarre. Like, no wonder everyone goes to other sources for information. I know. And, like, NHL.com, the worst website on the planet. Oh. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely garbage. That was okay because I was featured on it, Megan. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all bad. But, like, I didn't have to navigate any menus to find the article about you because it was on the front page. But if I got to, like, click a button to get somewhere else, it worst was website I in the was world. on the front page. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this, but there's a giant 10 by 10 color frame on, frame on Kelsey's wall. The screenshot of that. <laughs> if only. If Do you still only. have the sign? You no, we left the oh, sign in... In Jersey. In Jersey. It's too bad. It was a good sign. Chris threw the airplanes. I was, I was oh. like, I can't even... Spatially, can't figure out. <laughs> <laughs> this not have it make look like a dick, so... <laughs> please, professional, do um, So usually we talk about like stuff that we really like. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're like really enjoying right now? Nothing. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. What have I been doing? Lately? I've been watching like a lot of really like depressing HBO documentaries, and those are like really up my alley. For some reason, like the sadder the documentary, the more I'm fucking into it. So yeah, there was one about uh, it's called Mummy Dead and Dearest, and it's about this like case that happened like a year ago or two years ago or something like that. They find this woman named uh, Dee Dee Blanchard, I think, um, like murdered in her bed, like brutally murdered, like stabbed like thirty times, just like face down in her own bed. Uh, and her daughter's missing, and the big concern with that is that her daughter has uh, uh, muscular oh, dystrophy. Yes. Mus- muscular dystrophy. She's combined to a wheelchair. She's got leukemia. Mm-hmm. She's got uh, like uh, like mental health development problems. Like she's she's basically the poster child for like every kind of th- horrible thing yeah, you yeah. can ever think of. She has them all. She's got them all. So they're like, oh my god, we got to find her. Well, they end up finding her two weeks later. Uh, her hair's grown back in, and turns out doesn't need a wheelchair because her legs work perfectly fine. And then so, wow. as you go along, you find out that uh, that Dee Dee had uh, Munchausen by proxy, which is basically like people like 
derive like extreme like pleasure from like the usually parents yeah yeah it's usually parents of like uh either a child that has like an actual ailment or something like that so like they from the sympathy they get and the attention they get from other people they uh they make sure that the child like never gets healthy like they can't they continually like make sure that they're sick all the time so they can keep doing this or in this case they just make up everything about it and like she was like somehow like convinced all these doctors to like do all these like crazy surgeries like she convinced them that she had like some kind of gastrointestinal disorder so she had like a feeding tube like installed in her stomach oh, wow. so she just pumped like food and drugs and stuff in there she like confined her she, like just sounds she, like a chrono minds episode like like that's it basically you know, was, like, real. it was oh. like it was like had like a real yeah like making Jeez. a murderer type of vibe to it it's it's super super and interesting they, and enthralling they found the daughter with like a boyfriend yeah yeah that, that's who, who like helped her run away that was the guy who ended up actually killing yeah. and he is just um he all he has like schizophrenia and multiple personality oh, disorder he actually has like a low iq she had not like nothing everything that uh that her mom said she had she had none of it yeah. but this guy actually had like a super low iq and like it's crazy like you hear him uh in, in the uh interrogation tapes and like he clearly has no idea like the gravity of the situation like mm-hmm. it was like so like what has like well i went in there and i just jumped on top and i just started stabbing her and she was screaming for a bit and then she stopped screaming and then my me and gypsy we left and we went on the road it's like holy fuck! Like this guy has no idea. Like it's just yeah, it's it's super gnarly. So I checked that out. That was a really good one. <laughs> I remember reading that article when that when she yeah, was me too. found yeah, and yeah. just being like, yeah, how can this be real? Yeah, especially because the mum had taken such advantage of the situation that everyone even didn't even know how old she was. Yeah, she she kept on like claiming her age yeah, and everything, and it, but like it like made sense because like she was like nine. Yeah, but because like, you see her and she's like got these giant like coke bottle glasses on. She does have like she does have kind of like a, a somewhat oddly shaped head. So like yeah. you, and she's in a wheelchair. So like oh she man, she like, could, wasted. Yeah, away. yeah. So it's like oh, oh. she so it's, it's super easy to believe that she had like all these things that she claimed she had, and then on top of that they lost their house in Hurricane Katrina. So it's like, already, like, you're, you're telling people that you're dealing with all these different things, and then you lose your house in this giant disaster. Like, so yeah. people were just, like, obviously willing to help them do whatever they, what they could for them. But, yeah, it was, wow. it's, it's, a, it's a real, real crazy story. It's bizarre. So, like, what gets you, why do you watch it? Like, what's the thing? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. But some something, there's just something about, like, just, like, the saddest documentaries. I'm just like, oh, I need to watch this. It sounds enthralling. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Just like a different change of pace, I guess. Like it's just like something like out of the realm of like my normal life that I can't. It's like hard to comprehend. Like some of this, like the horrible shit that people do. That it just yeah. it's really fascinating in like a really morbid way. I always watch episodes of Hoarders and get that same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, kind of it's it's the same, same thing. thing. Right? Like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Sort of, and then I always want to clean my house and like yeah. everything else. <laughs> same <laughs> thing. Like same everything. thing with like uh, intervention and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of the, the thing with that was that like oh people get better at the end a lot of the time. So but yeah, yeah. it's the, the morbid curiosity of like yeah, just these horrific situations people are in. Yeah. On the same vein, I just started listening to the podcast Stranglers. Ooh, what's that? Which one? is about the Boston Strangler oh, okay, nice. in the sixties. And it was not I've only listened to two episodes, but it wasn't a good idea to start listening to it <laughs> last night when I'm alone. <laughs> well, there's a two year old in the bedroom right. and I can just hear her like talking to herself. So this is a terrible let me, idea. Let me throw on poltergeist, <laughs> calm myself down and see if that helps. God. Especially because it's all these women who are attacked, like, a home alone. Yeah. Oh, and it's just like, and they do some reenactment of it, too, and I was like, okay, 
I need to like pause this for a long time. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Until Chris is back during the day. <laughs> yeah, on the on the car. drive back from yeah. my horse. Yeah, <laughs> just in my safe, not looking at my husband like <laughs> taking my fucking cues from this shit. Really not. But it's really interesting. Nice. But that's fun. Yeah. I finally watched John Wick. That was really good. The first one? Yeah, yeah. So good! The first one's really good. I haven't seen this. I haven't either. Oh, that first movie's so fantastic. I, my favorite... Th- spoilers, whatever. My favorite thing it's about it... has been off, like, two years. Like, fuck it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about it is that, like, he does all this because he killed his dog. Like, that's, yeah. like, that's the catalyst yeah, yeah. for the plot. There's, there's no story to it at all. A guy steals his car, he kills his dogs, so and now he's gotta go kill them. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And Let's it's amazing. It. And, it's like, awesome. there's nobody other than Keanu Reeves who could play that role with that plot line mm-hmm. that well. Somehow, somehow he does really well in roles where he has hardly any lines to say or any kind of, like, emoting to do. I don't know what it is. I love Keanu No, he's great, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no. But that's, like, that's his niche, right? But, like, he's he was, like, perfectly cast yeah. for that role. Yeah, so great. good. Especially because you watch him, like, murder. What's the body count in that movie? Oh. Like, 40? Yeah, at least, just, yeah. Like, Dog for dog. And because it's for dog, it's totally okay. You kill with impunity and it's no big deal. And it's what's his face from Game of Thrones, too. Yeah, right? So So it's like it's like doubly cathartic. Because you're like, oh, you're getting it again, motherfucker. I know, it's just like I can't wait. I started rewatching Game of Thrones again and I got through like three quarters of the way through season one and I was like, Why did I like this show? Oh my god, like it's so everything that bad could go wrong goes wrong. It's like how did I why am I so into the show? But I could have Can't wait for it to come back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you did? I just couldn't fucking take it. I have not And I stopped it. reading after the second book, oh, really? too. So I was just like, well, everyone I like is dead. Yeah, and it, oh, it never gets any better. No, <laughs> it I know. It never gets any better. There's, like, some comeuppance here and there, but for the most part, it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah. and worse for everybody. Well, I find that happens a lot, too, with, like, that, those kind of shows or ser- book series or whatever. Like, in the books, it's different because, like, I don't know. That's a compelling story to read more so, I think, than it is to see to sometimes. I think so. But, like, that Well, yeah, when you lot. watch somebody get, like, stabbed in the heart and, yeah. like, die in their mother's arms or whatever, like, yeah, it's a little bit tougher. <laughs> yeah, whereas, because, like, I don't visualize things like that as much when I read, so it's not such a big deal. But, like, I find things like that or, like, The Walking Dead or, like, those kind of... There comes a point where it's just, like, you're almost hate-watching it. Like, like you're mad at it and, like, people that you love are gone or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, well, what, what fucking thing can go wrong now? And then you watch the next season and then you're sucked back in by, like, the compelling cliffhanger at the mm-hmm. end. And then you gotta watch another season. And you're just like, <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? You know, it sounds exactly like what it's like to be an Oilers fan, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every like, year you go in with such <laughs> optimism and they keep you in the same bullshit every year and it never gets any better. So the first game of the year is the best game. It's true. I can't disappoint you yet. <laughs> no, and they're still they still don't have a losing record. Yeah. On that for the, the before puck drop. Yeah. <laughs> that comes by it. game three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have questions? Maybe? I have lots of questions. Um so Tom, our friend Tom. Thanks, Tom. He um he says, I've discovered what can only be a film slash TV conspiracy involving Arrested Development, Scott Pilgrim, and the perks of being a wallflower. So I gotta do a little bit of reading. Okay, I, only do, I only know two or three. I'm only familiar with two or three of them. That's okay. But I gotta do. I gotta read three tweets um, to get the context here. Okay. So in Arrested Development, Mae Whitman plays Anne, who's a girlfriend of Michael Sarah's character, George yes. Michael. Her? Um, Beautiful. Nailed it. Six years later... Whitman plays Roxy and Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's one of the Ramonas. She or is. one of Ramona's evil exes, rather. Yeah. Um, who Scott Pilgrim has to fight to stay with Ramona. And then two years after Scott Pilgrim, May Whitman goes on to play a character in Perks, whose name is Mary Elizabeth. And Ramona, oh, yeah. in Scott Pilgrim, her name is, the actress's name is Mary Elizabeth Winsett. So mm-hmm. this is Tom's. Um, and then he says, Mary Elizabeth Winstead also played a character named Anne, the name of Whitman's character in Arrested Development, two years later in Kill the Messenger. 
So this is <laughs> there's a conspiracy. Um, anyway, so his question is. With, <laughs> oh wow! I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> with this conspiracy having been brought to light, what are your feelings on the Illuminati's interfering with media? Tom, you've been a Flames fan for a long time. <laughs> but we're afraid for you. <laughs> no, he's only been a Flames fan for a few years. Like, he came into this while they were bad. Oof. Oh, boy. Questionable decision that is. <laughs> and he doesn't live in Calgary. He's from, like, Burnaby. So, like, it's just a well, lot of things. Better than the Canucks, I guess. Um, yes, that's true. Um, but, yes, I don't have an answer to that. Do the Illuminati interfere in media? Probably. I have a kid who keeps asking me about the Illuminati at school. Whether or not they're like in charge of the U.S. government. Just tell them that Jay Z is part of it. But I'm, I'm also you should put pretty the sure assignment. they think that the Illuminati and ISIS are the same thing. Probably. So I like just Probably, kind of don't yeah. answer the question. You should just like print off an assignment. School's over now, but what a missed opportunity where there's just like in the very bottom corner. Just, oh, like, watermark. Just yeah. the watermark. Just the watermark in the back. <laughs> and he's like, hold it up to the light. Uh, yeah. But it's, I'm, and it I'm, says like, yes, we do. Or something like that. Like, direct <laughs> to him. <laughs> That but, like, I'm convinced this kid believes that ISIS and the Illuminati are, like, the same thing. Just from some of the questions that he asked. And I was like, I don't know how to answer this. So I'm just going <laughs> to ignore it. So I'm like, the Illuminati's not real. Let me just carry right on. It's like, I don't know what to say about that. Um, from our good friend Avery, uh, favorite cereal to eat without milk. Avery, you are a fucking All monster. All of the cereal, because you don't eat cereal with milk. Yes, you do. No. I just don't eat cereal in general. But <laughs> So he's on my team. But <laughs> I, I haven't had it for a long time, but like those like Reese Puffs. Oh, yeah. Dig, that is just dig jam. your hand straight into the box and just no, munch it with like a staff no, like that. the jam is with milk with those, because then the milk also tastes mm, like, oh, man. so good. Just get chocolate milk. That's what I put on the cereal. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, just, not, just not a cereal fan, dumb. but yeah, if I had to pick one, it'd be those Reese Puffs. Yeah. They were super good. Um, the answer is favorite cereal. Favorite cereal to eat without milk, mini wheats. Got some Fruit Loops up there? No, I don't know. They're too sticky. I don't like that. The sticky? Yeah. <laughs> you talk, <laughs> you're putting it in if, you, if, you, if you like eat the cereal with your hands, like dig your hand in the box, and you like the sugar coated ones, like they, I don't like that. So it's got to be like plain Cheerios. If you're like an infant, sure. <laughs> no, no, infants <laughs> learning <get> dexterity <laughs> <laughs> to get them in your mouth. No, 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 but like they're just because of the sugar coating is sticky and I don't like it. That's the best part. No, um, the problem is your monster. <laughs> uh, Dave wants to know if we will become a fan of Chris Russell at 4 million we addressed that in like 40 minutes so no we're not going to hey man if he gets himself 45 points this year yes great yeah you know great. what and if, if he scores like the goal that puts him in the playoffs I'm in let's, sure. let's do it sure. whatever you're all about like big moments yeah <laughs> Pro- prove that you earned this money that's kind of what I want and he's not going to so whatever uh, Dave also wants to know do you watch UFC and if so who you got in McGregor, McGregor versus Mayweather <sighs> Well, it's going to be Floyd Mayweather. It's going to be the most boring fight of all time. Bore, more boring than Pacquiao Mayweather? That was pretty boring. That was so, so bad. I, I watched that on Periscope. After, after like five rounds, I was like, can we, should we just get the fuck out of here? Like, what a waste <laughs> of an evening this I is. Didn't, I it didn't want to so pay for bad. it until a friend of mine came over and we watched it like on my phone on Periscope because like I didn't feel like dealing. And, yeah, and we it went was, to the pine and it was just shoulder to shoulder standing in and I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> this is such a, a waste. I but would love if that's Conor McGregor won. Oh yeah, that's the thing. At least McGregor should theoretically make it exciting. Like yeah. he'll come at him, and, and yeah. I mean, I've heard people talk about how because he's got like a different kind of stance than Floyd's used to. So maybe who who the fuck knows? But all I, I think like the there's like a ninety eight percent chance that it's going to be a twelve round snooze fest where Floyd just does his fucking matrix swing and, yeah. you, know, and <laughs> you can't hit him at all. Yeah, and it's just and every, then knocks him out. And everyone, one everyone but those two guys goes home disappointed. So. Yeah. Oh, because like the payday on that fight's going to be. Insane. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna each make like a hundred million dollars. I want to talk about people getting paid a lot of money <laughs> for shit that they don't deserve. Um, uh, I did. I did watch Bellator last night. and R.I.P. Fedor. 
Still, still the greatest of all time, but man, did he get his ass robbed last night? That's uh, that's a really really brutal card, top to bottom. Yeah, really boring. That is brutal. Um, Booker's Live wants to know if our guest is Chris Russell. Uh, no. Yes. Enjoy Mike Smith. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy, just Fuck enjoy, you. enjoy Mike Smith. That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Claytron wants to know what is Peter Shirley's address? Asking for a friend. The reason <laughs> is, I feel like you probably know this. Um, like Fake Steinberg and uh, Lube, they sent Charlie a fruit basket after the they Taylor not. Hall trade. Oh yeah, and so I, I definitely may Jill, or may like Kingsway head office. Yeah, um, I may or may not have DM'd uh, Steinberg to see if like they were going to do it again and if I could contribute after the Everly trade because <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Oh um, God, I would have spent sent like, just like a jar of tears, <laughs> <laughs> just water that says my tears. <laughs> um. A librarian Mike, in his first question in a while, says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hilarious would it be if the Oilers signed so many plugs that they ended up with no money to extend dry? Not out of the realm of possibility. Still a long summer to go. <laughs> I don't know if it would be that funny, but it would be very much expected because it's the Oilers. You can never have too much grit, unless you're Pittsburgh or Chicago or L.A. or, you know, Even Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. You know, never have too much grit. No. Do they think that Edmonton is just so blue collar that the team has to be? Blue? I, think I think so. so. I think it's at least. I think it's at least part of it. Like I don't. I don't know how much it actually like in, involved in their moves, but you have to think sort of. That's why you need. Chris Russell's a poster boy for blue collar. He's, yeah. he's an Alberta boy who rides bulls in the summer. You need to get rid of this once an oiler, always an oiler bullshit. Mm. Hire the best person for the job, not just they fucking played here once. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, I mean, and even the Gretzky thing, like, whatever, I'm kind of was sort of like, eh, whatever. I don't know what his job's going to be. But everyone was like, oh my god, he's so happy to be here. And I'm like, he's being paid to be here! <laughs> That's his job! And all he has to do is just drink wine and hang out with yes. people. Like, I wouldn't love that exactly. job. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jess wants to know, what is your best hangover care? Mm, uh, usually a lot of weed and then either some leftover pizza or fresh pizza one of the two I, yeah, and I always, <laughs> always like, pizza well, I, or something I usually just eat way too much when I'm hungover I'm a big fan of like a good hangover breakfast and sleeping too I got, that's, that's usually my biggest problem is that I'm always super tired I don't sleep well when I get drunk so I wake up like really shitty and tired so mm. usually I nap like pretty much all day yeah and then now you're finding, I'm sure, that it, like, takes you a million times longer to get over it than when you were, like, 20? It depends, because I had some pretty gnarly hangovers in my 20s. <laughs> like, I was, I've never been particularly good at dealing with hangovers. Like, I've always been a pretty big baby about them. So I've found sometimes now, because at least now, like, I'll mix in a water, especially when I get home, I'll mix in a water. And a, one good tip, a foolproof way, take a vitamin B12 before you go to bed at night. That, like, mm. that helps, like, a million times. So okay. makes um, you feel way better. On the Bear Today Park Warden tweeted out, tweeted out that, like, he was looking for, like, summertime drinking tips and I was like two drinks pint of water that's that's the mm -hmm. ratio and then you should you you'll still have a hangover mm -hmm. but you will drink less because your bladder will be full yeah. all the time yeah. healthy bladder yeah. and then you'll just drink a little bit less you'll still have a hangover but it will feel less awful yeah um just also uh Kabir's response to that was I like Alka-Seltzer <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was really funny. Sure. Uh, Jess I also feel like wants, that's a movie thing. Do people yeah, actually do that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jess also... Oh, yeah, I'll save Librarian Mike's other question for after, because it's a good one. Jess also wants to know, like, top three or five favorite restaurants? Oh. Meat, 
Five. Oh, so good. You're the top. Remember that time we went and almost died? <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific. Cause that's, I've been there three <laughs> like, or four times. That was and like that's right every after, time. Well, that was right after the trade. We like, like ate every, our feelings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. And then like, and that was a sweat stain on the yeah. sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's when I, like, finally said out loud that Taylor Hall wasn't going to be an Oiler anymore, and I, like, almost cried. And Henderson was like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm good. I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, meat's a good one. That's a good place. Um, Can I do mine first? Yeah. I don't eat meat anymore, but I still, like, it's meat, it's Chianti's, and I'm a sucker for Olive Garden, man. Yeah, I haven't been to Olive Garden forever, but, yeah, that was always at the we top of my list when I was a kid. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, the last time I was at the Olive Garden was after I got my jaw wired shut when I broke my jaw. My dad was like, well, let's go for pasta. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, Thanks, Dad. I was like, I was like 17. That's been a while, but I, I used to love Olive Garden. Um, I would time. say I went to Northern Chicken last week or the week before. I don't remember when it was. It was really good. It's pretty good. That's I didn't didn't blow me didn't blow me away, but it was pretty good. Awesome. Their their chicken's really good. Their sides were really good. Yeah, their the cornbread macaroni. was phenomenal. Mm. I didn't like the macaroni. Really? The Doritos oh, in it was a little bit weird. Thing. Ew, Doritos. Yeah, no, it's so good. No, no, it was so good. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's just like bread. It's like bread crumbs on the top. It's but so, what, so what I would prefer instead of Doritos would have been like sour cream and cheddar potato chips made as breadcrumbs that would have been better those are the worst potato chip you're wrong uh, they would be better on the macaroni with the taste of the cheese and the macaroni than the Doritos would have been mm, still wrong it's all an abomination <laughs> um, I don't know I don't really have I usually just like eat at home or like go to Subway because I don't feel like cooking so yeah. like those are my like can I like does Papa John's count it's not my favorite <laughs> restaurant but I eat it all the time like <laughs> There's a place in Vancouver, uh, there's a few of them now, but it's called La Tapiera. It's just like a little Mexican yeah. street taco place. Ooh, it's super good. I was I a big fan. A I'm a big fan of Burgoo in uh, Vancouver. That's one of my Oh, yeah, yeah. Burgoo is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah we used to go there for lunch all the time. Yeah, Burgoo is awesome. Um, and there was a burrito place in Dublin called Little Last Burrito Bar, which, like, literally is, they're, like, when you walk in the, from the storefront to the counter, it's smaller than this kitchen. Nice. And they have, like, a little bench with, Quality. like, two seats. And a little table outside with two more seats, and for because I was a student for like six euro or seven euro, I could get like a can of pop and a burrito. It was a really good deal, and they had like saffron rice, Ooh. saffron lime rice was like the. That's oh, delicious. they were delicious. Speaking of uh, non-meat options, I had a uh, padmanati for the first time. Oh, that's my go-to. A couple weeks ago, man. I was like, "This none of this is meat. This is amazing." I know. What did you so get? Good. Uh, I forget. We was I was with a bunch of my friends. We ordered a bunch of stuff. We were shooting a music video. Don't want to brag, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know we got like uh, we got ginger beef, we got lemon chicken, we yeah. got sweet and amazing. sour or something or other. I think we got general sows. Yeah, uh, jasmine rice. That's what I love the jasmine rice. But yeah, oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, that is my really expensive as hell. Swears by the ginger beef. Like he's been gone for eight weeks and he's like, first yeah. thing we do. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was super beef. good. Yeah, yeah I couldn't really believe it. This, this this fake meat was so delicious. Yeah, and I've had a lot of fake meat elsewhere and I can't stand it. That's yeah, the only yeah, yeah. place I can eat it. I don't it really actually taste yeah. like yeah. something. Oh my god! Yeah, and it, and for me, like the it's the texture because yeah. like it does it feels more like meat than because like sometimes when they like yeah. pretend you're just like like the Buckingham on on white is also vegetarian vegan. Oh, is that? Yeah, I don't know. And they have a truck. I forget what the truck is called, but it's the same people. And I tried to get their chicken and waffles there, and it was just like the chicken was. It just felt like a soy lump. Gross. That's disgusting. That's so, <laughs> so I just like ate the waffle. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it wasn't. Really um, good. I also had brunch at Canteen one morning, which was pretty good. Mm. For yeah, that was pretty good. They made good eggs Benedict, which is a good thing. Um, I don't know if there's yeah, my librarian mic. Oh, Amanda wants to know: uh, Is Connor officially the best now that he's won a bunch of stupid awards? He's only won two, well, three, I guess, but. 
because um, he won the Hart Trophy. But I think it's his. I think it's safe to say it's his league now. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, well, Crosby has cups and Crosby has this. It's like, yeah, but I mean, if you put him head to head like right now, I think you got to go with Connor. Okay, right? so just because he won peer awards, yeah. those mean a lot to those guys. Yeah. So what if Connor never wins the Stanley Cup? God forbid. Then what? I don't know, it's Steve Stamkos? I don't know. <laughs> like a really elite player who never won anything? Yeah, I don't know. he's like Reggie Miller? Yeah. He's still oh, more yeah, good. That's true. That's right? true. But I wonder, that, I wonder if that'll change that narrative, right? Like, who the best is. Well, um, it always does. I mean, that's why everyone's like, Jonathan Taves, best player in the NHL. <laughs> like, he's good. He's really good, but he's... He wouldn't even crack my top ten, I don't think. I'm also going to take that sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> So many more sound effects this week. <laughs> That's true. Other than me snorting. <laughs> <laughs> Last week it was three times. Did you said three times, four times, three times. Three and times. then there was like crying at the end. Just <laughs> laughing. Um, Steve wants to know if you didn't follow hockey, what would you do with the newfound time? Probably not hate everything all the time. Would be I would just like enjoy life more. Would you watch more or less sad documentaries? Mm, probably about the same. I think okay. I watch. I think I watch a good enough amount now that I'm okay. I don't. Like, I don't. Scratches an itch yeah, I don't know if I need or could handle more. Technically, okay, this was the first time I'd watched uh, one. I watched two of them back to back. It was the first time I'd watched them in like a long time. So I'll go with stretches where I don't watch super yeah. super sad documentaries. But uh, what the fuck would I be doing with all this free time? I don't know. I'm like, I like, I like to write and stuff like that, but I'm super unmotivated all the time. <laughs> so it's just like, well, I could write, or I could just watch six episodes of Parks and Rec. Let's do that instead. So I'd probably just watch even more TV and movies <laughs> than I already do, which is way too much. To distract yourself. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I feel like out of us three, I'm like the least invested in oh, all of this. 100%. <laughs> and I'm already like, fuck, I don't even know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too much free time. Oh, God. I yeah. I don't know. what I have no idea. I'm already like overwhelmed by the summer. Like, I'm going to have 24 hours each day to fill. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. It's like, should it's I buy a ukulele? <laughs> like, what should yeah. I do? So, this is, and like, yeah, I mean, everyone knows we teach or whatever, but like, summers are kind of weird. It's nice to have the time off. Mm. It really is. But it's a long time. Oh, like, yeah. Two months is a long time to yeah. not be at work. Someone who's, been, someone who's been off work for uh, <laughs> going on nine months now. I feel your pain, yeah. But, like, it's such it's, a weird thing. It's a catch-22, because I was like, oh, I'm going to have so much free time to do everything. And then two weeks in, I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I need to go back to work. This yeah. is the worst. And for me, I know my sleep cycle. It'll take me, like, four days. Yeah. And then I'm going to be, like, up till 2 a.m. Yeah. and then sleep until 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm teaching summer school, because the money's really oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so I don't have that. And then I'm leaving, like, two days after summer school ends uh, for a month. So, like, my sleep schedule won't get totally ruined, which is actually probably a good thing. This is pretty nuts now already. It is, but I only sleep, like, six hours a night. Um, but, like, it would take me... My six hours would then be, like, 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Because yeah. I would go and take pictures of the stars every night, and then I would come home and go back to bed. And so, yeah. So I won't be doing that because I'm teaching summer school, probably. Mm. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Mm. Um, another question from Steve. Where is Patrick Barlow going? Uh, hopefully here. I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signed with San Jose. I, well, I mean, I would like him here, but I think, realis- I think, I think realistically, I, f- I feel like realistically they both re-sign in San Jose, although Thornton's a little bit more of a question mark, I think, just because yeah. Marlowe has been there for longer, and he's, you know, well, he's former, like the career guy, right? captain, yeah. yeah. So, Wasn't Thornton a captain, too? They took it away from him, didn't was, they? Was he? I think he was. Or did they take it away from Marlowe together? They took it away from one of them. Maybe it was They did, did take it away from Marlowe, but I think I feel like Thornton may have also been the captain at some point in time. Maybe. He has been there for Does quite a Thornton long time. Does Thornton have a family? Like, does he have kids? I believe so. I think so, yeah. Maybe? Because I know Marla. Yeah. Yeah. They're so cute. Um, Librarian Mike's last question. 
is. It's a great one. Last question ever. <laughs> no, it's the last question for today. He's no uh, longer allowed to ask any more questions. Um, so the Sharks tweeted out a thing today saying, coming soon to ESPN's body issue, the beards will bear it all. And there's this lovely picture of naked Brent Burns an and photo. naked Joe Thornton. Uh, with their lily white asses, it's amazing. Um, so, Mike's question is, who do you want to see in the body issue, and what do you want to see them doing? Oh, just, like, generally? Well, I, I mean, it's an athlete. I've never looked at a body issue. It's what just, it's an a- they just, like, have athletes posing nude, basically. But it's not, like, it's not, like, Playboy nude. It's, like, mostly just, like, they had Prince Fielder yeah. was in a couple years ago. So it's to show off, like, oh, the like athlete bodies, the oh. right? Chara was yeah, in. Chara was taking a slap shot in one. Ryan Kessler was in one. So the 2008 Oilers, the best thing they did was that performance show with Sir and Ethan Morrow. Yeah. Um, Tyler Sagan, like, sitting on the Zamboni. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was so, like duck one? Yeah, also, that was that part of that. that just him no. having fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> That's just a selfie. <laughs> I feel like Tyler Sagan, that could be a little bit of both. Um, yeah. So what would you, yeah, like, what athlete, I guess, would you want to see in that? And what, what would you want them doing? Like, any athlete. Yeah. Mm. Pregnant Serena Williams. Ooh. Mm, just fucking yeah. hitting some. Like even if balls. it was like even if it was like the shoot like the Demi Moore Vanity Fair one, which like even just that. Or she's just not like, like propped up, but she's just fucking working. Yeah, just to show like just to show off that pregnant body, I think would be great. That'd be wonderful. Um, especially considering that like what a week ago she was like out playing tennis at like seven and a half months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she can, <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Bizarre. Um, I don't know. I don't have a better one than that. It's yeah. a good one. I don't know, yeah, because it's weird because you said they're not, like, really sexual. No, know. no. It's just weird. And I'm not, like, super into, like, really physique women, like, really strong physiques. Like, I appreciate a strong woman, but, like, you know, visually I'm not, like... But, like, that Hillary Knight and... shoot from last year or the year before, she's, like... We're pretty good. And every time... She's um, so hot. What's her face? Who's that skier? Uh, Lindsay... Lindsay uh, Bonfell, Yeah, yeah, she... I mean, anytime she's in there, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go with Lindsay Bonnie again, I guess. Okay. That's fair. Anyone for you? Same. Serena? Mm-hmm. That'd be wonderful. I think it'd be awesome, especially because you never see pregnant women portrayed as athletes. No, and mm-hmm. I think that would be like a would be kind of a nice thing. Breaking, yeah. Or Oscar Kleckbaum. It's about time yeah. the whole world recognizes yeah. his nineteen pack. I'm on board. Fair, <laughs> I'm on board. yeah. And more than just like that one picture of his abs. Um, I don't think there's any more question. I don't believe there's any more questions. No, that was all. Oh, so I've discovered this morning that someone had no idea about, like, the Jamie Benn thing today, and, because I tweeted about it again, and they were like, what's the Jamie Benn thing? And I was like, oh my god, just read this story, I can't even, because <laughs> Bob McKenzie said the best thing in the world today. Um, uh, Jason Demers, what, he tweeted that picture of uh, Burns and, and yeah. Thornton, and he was like, oddly enough, this isn't the first time this has happened. And then Bob McKenzie says, Demers, as he's done before pretty much one Twitter for today. And so then my comment was, this means Bobby Mack knows and understands the whole Jamie Benn thing, and I don't think I'm okay. With, I don't think I'm down with that. And then in brackets, neither is Ben. And it's always like, what's the Jamie Benn thing? And I was like, how have you been on Twitter for more than like four days and not know? Like, what? Anyway, I haven't made a joke in a long time. No, you haven't. I didn't say anything about Chicago either. You're so strong-willed, Megan. I know. I was going to. You're really but. holding back. Yeah. This is that was. I made as many Chicago jokes as, as they won games <laughs> in the playoffs this year. Yes. They, now. <laughs> they were in the playoffs. Weird. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they get relegated? I don't know. Um, that would be a thing. Oh, if only that'd be amazing. Um, so that's all we have. Do you wanna let people know where they can find you? Don't find me. Just please don't find me. The last couple days have just been a nightmare, and I haven't even really said anything. Just being around Twitter, like don't don't find me. I don't give a shit about your opinions anymore. 
Wow. We're, pa- we're past the point of me giving a shit about how you, anyone feels about Chris Russell one way or the other. Uh, I'm so glad you were our first guest. <laughs> uh, you're saying what we're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's pretty good. Um, but if, if they wanted to find you on Twitter. JSBM Jean Shorts. There you go. And, uh, on, yeah, that's about it. You write sometimes. Yeah, but usually Jean Shorts and Bag so. Milk, and yeah. you know, I'll tweet it out if I the odd time I decide to write. If you me. ever uh, feel like shit posting about stuff, you know where to come. Um, well, I don't know. Matt Burns did a pretty good job. I don't know how you're gonna, top, pretty, how you're gonna chop that for a while. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then somebody on our Facebook <laughs> was like, "Fuck you, you fucking douche!" Blah blah. And so of I course. responded as the Oilers rig, and I was like, "We welcome guest submissions from all of our readers." And while the, edit- while the editors may not agree with all of the viewpoints, we are more than happy to have our readers um, submit their opinions. And then I was like, thanks for reading. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Love PC talk. It's oh. great. Oh, people are just awful. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Stitcher, I think. It's there. Apparently. The email said it's there, so you can find us there. <laughs> I tried if, to look. Can't find If that's the thing that, that you want to do. Uh, I couldn't find it either, so i got to go on the website and check that out. Uh, or iTunes, uh, or SoundCloud, or Google Play. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's there too. I don't know. Um, send us, like, a, I don't know, like, a, a rating would be nice. But if you're gonna like give us like a three star rating, like don't leave us a comment about why we suck. But we don't care. <laughs> like we truly don't care. You can literally say worthy of three stars, and I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, that's like satisfactory. It that's is. better than fifty percent. I'm okay with it's that. Satisfactory <laughs> on an English. Market yes, group. I'm totally fine with that. Yes. But just like don't don't also tell us that we're trash while also giving us three stars. Then I think you're confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Garbage Fire Pod. I'm at Garbage Fire Kills. And I'm at Megma14, and I just changed my Twitter display name to read Salty 4 by Forever. And, and mine is The Trade is One for One. Yeah. That's peak salt for, for everybody out there. Uh, you can also email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. And we have a website, garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. And that's all we have for this week. Uh, we're going to record again, I think, on Friday. Yes. Um, so just before free agency, so we're not going to talk about any hockey at all. Hopefully. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Unless the Oilers like extend dry title, and then that's okay. That's a, that's okay that's to talk a about. Because we like we like Leon. What if they give him twelve million dollars a year? <laughs> Done. Just throw everything into chaos. Fair, fair. <laughs> then that it. means that they go into like 2018-19 with Chris Russell, Milan Lucic, uh, Oscar Kleffbaum, Cam Talbot. No, his, his contract's up, isn't it? For then. Uh, Dress out of McDavid. That's it? Yep. Good. Perfect. We're doing it. I'm um, okay. And just a bunch of draft picks. That's all I need. Um, so thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>